Hi everybody, this is A7X fan Ben with both Xerix, God Mason, and Captain Vendari, and this is episode number 28 of the Pirate CSG podcast, and this is part two of the Fire and Steel set review. So we started part one in June of 2018, and uh, we had so much to talk about, and with four people we couldn't finish the whole set. It's also a very large set, and uh, so we're going to finish it tonight. And this was uh, the uh, 12th set released by WizKids, came out in April 2008, has a lot of game pieces, as you probably already know, um, a lot of them mediocre, which we're going to get into in a minute, but uh, I'll start things right off with uh, Little Panto, which is where we left off, number 061. This is a common Spanish three-masted galley, uh, 14 points, three cargo, L move, all three cannons are three L's. It has the galley keyword, of course, along with the cannoneer ability built in. So once per turn, one of the ship's cannons can shoot again if it misses. So this one is kind of just an expensive, kind of mediocre support gunship option. I think she should have been 9 or 10 points, but 14 is far too much to pay for this option, I think. I think you summed it up pretty well. 9 to 10 points. Yeah. At most, 10? No more. Yeah. Yep. There's another example of things getting more expensive as the game went on. Thanks, yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> Power decrease. Yeah, she actually yeah. made an appearance in a 100-point game for my birthday like a few years ago, but haven't seen her since. Wow. Cool. Yeah, no surprise yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Spanish might launch this in the century of economy simply because there's no other options. There's another example of things. I think I actually saw the ship used once as it's part good. of a starter fleet that I gave somebody, but never since then. Uh-huh. That, that's probably a good use for a ship like this. It's very vanilla. It's it doesn't have a whole lot a whole a whole lot of um, complex interactions with it. It's just a quick. Oh, I missed. Reroll it. Cool. Go. And it's it kind of pretty. Player. It is pretty. I, yeah, I like her I paint job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Not quite as much as uh, the next ship, because I think we've said all there is to say about Lepanto. Um, yep. Funny enough, my name is James, and I'm going to introduce the Saint James, which is number 62. I didn't know you were a saint. <laughs> um, far from it, actually. <laughs> this is an English three-masted galley. It's 10 points, two cargo, S plus S move. All three guns are 3S. And this has the ability, if this ship shoots at a ship that was previously shot at by another ship this turn, she gets plus one to her cannon rolls against that ship this turn. This reminds me a lot of an early Jade Rebellion ship, because they had this ability in spades. I'd say she'd be able to use it pretty well with them. Supposed to be a sport gun ship, but not actually that interesting, and I don't think that ability is so great, except maybe when you're playing a big game. Even then, this is not such a, an excellent ship. It's usable. Yeah, yeah. I think what holds this one back is the cargo space, with only two oh, yeah, got captain and helmsman. Yeah. I mean, if this had, like, you know, just one extra cargo space, maybe it'd be a bit more interesting. Yeah. But as is, it's kind of dull. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, kind of like the artwork for it as well. Yeah, that artwork is gray. Yeah. I think this one could well, have been, like, six or seven points to compare to some oh, of yeah. good, cheap, three-massive gunships. So, yeah. Really I'd boring. say seven. Six is a little cheap there. Yeah, maybe. I'm thinking about, like, the well, Princess and the Longshanks a little bit. Hmm. Even the princess is better. So. Yeah. Like well, you know, she is English, so you could throw Thomas Gunn on there and still have five points left over for another crew in that second cargo space. That's but true. that's also that's also assuming you're not using HMS Apollo and you don't want the link. Or any other ship that would rather 
yeah, you know, that's Dover. a better place to put Thomas Gunn. <laughs> yeah, like the Joker right. at points as well. Like literally any other ship. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah the Nautilus. Low cargo. HMS Nautilus is 10 points too, so yeah. Oh, yeah, literally yeah, any other <laughs> any other English ship that price or above, you can probably yeah. put them on and have a better time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. man. I'd like to see a game with just these mediocre galleys. That would be hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah, you'd have to ban Barbary Coast because those guys would just overpower everybody. Mm-hmm. Even if they're oh, no. Roll oh no, I'm just talking about these ones right here in Fire and Steel. <laughs> just these mediocre ones. All right. <laughs> that way they'll at least get some use, you know? But, would you uh, call the galleys from Disney Pirates? Would you call those mediocre? Or do some of those have, like, not. you know, niche uses? Most of those are pretty good, I've found. So I think they're right. underrated. Like the otter and some of the other ones are pretty decent. Dragon mm-hmm. is very good. Most of them are kind of not quite as good versions of Barbary Coast ships, but they're still very good ships. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually haven't played too much with the Caribbean set, so I really wouldn't know. Well, all right. All right. Who's on to Yep. Sorry. The French galley here, she's got three masts. Uh, she's for 10 points, you're getting two cargo space, a base move of L, so a little slower than the St. James back there. Uh, she got three cannons with three S, three L, three S again, so um, slightly better than the St. James here. Um, and when she's docked at your home island, you can eliminate a treasure for a three S cannon that can't be eliminated unless she sinks. Um, so for the same price as the St. James here, you're getting a slightly slower ship in exchange for a better cannon. Um, and about, I'd say the ability is probably about just as useful. So yeah, still not a good ship. Yeah. Yeah. The ability is like similarly inept. Yeah. I guess. Not very, not that great. Usually I yeah. think I'd rather have St. James for the speed. I don't know. I, I don't like how galleys yeah. can move slower than S plus S. I feel like between the sails and the ship type, and like a lighter weight, theoretically, and the oars. I feel like almost no galleys should ever be faster than S plus S. So when I see one, slower. slower. Yeah, it's just kind of it's kind of annoying. <laughs> if this one had slightly more cargo space, I'd say it's a candidate for a sort of weird alt strategy where you turn it into a small but well armed gunship, but as is, yeah. not quite. It's just I, not there. I think they could boost the speed yeah. to L plus S, big increase in speed, and just leave everything else the same. I yeah, that, might even, that might even still be worth the point cost. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, change just the speed, still be worth ten. Yeah. Yep. Also, I don't. I'm not fond of seeing that ability on a ship. I'd rather see it on a crew. It's much more useful. Yeah, much more point. flexible. Yeah, agreed. Only the English got that though. With I think it was Carbon Charlie. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. well, I guess they needed something unique. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, moving on now to the Cyclone, the first two-masted galley up on our list here. All right, she is cursed, and for 12 points, you get four cargo spaces, moving at S plus S base move with the 3S and 4L cannons. And our handy-dandy ability, in addition to galley, once per turn, if this ship is touching another ship, reveal all treasure aboard the other ship. This ship can take as much unique treasure from the other ship as she can carry, even even those that otherwise can't be removed. Um, ability notwithstanding, this isn't a bad gold runner for the cursed, if only because they are so stricken for options. 
Uh, and the ability is actually uh, even handy-ish, too, a little bit, since galleys can't ever be pinned. So this is just, you know, come up, you know, give a friendly bump. Do you have any unique treasure? Ooh, good, give me. Yeah. It's like playing Go Fish, though, because it's, <laughs> do you have any uh, do you have any power <laughs> cannons? And then it's Go Fish, and the Go <laughs> Fish means you go sleep with the fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that, that's about an accurate summary of that ability right there. Shall we continue on? Yeah, the Cyclone is decent. Um, outside of my mind control fleet, I haven't used her too much, but I do agree that the curse, she's a decent gold runner, so kind of underrated, but not too yeah. spectacular or anything like that. Another example of an ability that's better served on a crew. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, so the next one is the Freedom's Hand, which is a pirate two-mast galley. This one's also common and a much better ship. Eight points, two cargo, SL speed, both cannons are 2S, and along with the galley keyword, you can double the range of the ship's cannons each turn, but you must roll a six to hit. So this one has a nice sniping ability, so you can be accurate at S range, or um, you can snipe at SS range, try to roll sixes. This is a nice pirate support gunship that I've used a handful of times. I had a bunch of duplicates, so I've seen new players use it as well. It's a solid ship. Um, another cargo space would make it really good and kind of on par with some of the great pirate two-masted gunships like the like the Royal James, for example, from Crimson Coast. But that being said, this is still a good ship and kind of a, a rarity in terms of speed and how good it is for this set. It kind of stands out from the, from the mediocre stuff we're seeing here. Yeah, just a couple small changes, and it could be a really excellent ship. I think you and I both love this ability, even though, to be honest, S plus S range isn't that much. Yeah. And, well, would you rather use 2S guns or 5SS guns? Yeah, 2S. Yeah, um, so I think the ability is probably kind of useless. Um, but that aside, 8 points for two very good guns and a great move speed this is probably one of the more underrated uh, support gunships out there, but maybe she could be seven points, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, considering there's only two cargo spaces, yeah, I could see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything more to say? Mm, I don't think Not I have really. this one. All right. I, I've got one. Mm -hmm. oh, it's, cool. it's, she's definitely one I've considered using. I don't think I've ever actually used her though. Just, just because her cargo space is um, a little deterring. But other than that, like she's a solid ship. I agree with Ben's uh, analysis there. Uh, so let's move on to the Soul. Mm -hmm. The Soul or Soul or it's S O L, and so are you if you're using this ship. Spain gets a 12.2 masted galley with three cargo, L move, two 3S guns. And then when the ship is given an explore action, you can swap a treasure on the Wild Island for a crew on any friendly ship. This is known to be an overpowered ability, but statistically, this isn't all that exciting of a ship. It's far below what you'd expect for 12 points, especially on a two-masted ship. Yeah. Yeah, this one is kind of an oddity because Captain Jack Sparrow is so much better and is like the core of uh, some of the best and most competitive fleets ever. I haven't really used the soul, actually. I'm thinking that, especially with Hidden Cove and the amount of good Spanish stuff available in general, I think you could probably make a reasonably competitive fleet with the soul if you abused, you know, Hidden Cove and some other stuff, similar to mm -hmm. UPS fleets. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but 
but that being said, um, I gotta make a fleet about that now. Yeah, I think that there's potential, but it just you know you're just abusing a, a few really good abilities to do that. So outside of the ability, it's really boring and mediocre. So yeah, not a huge fan of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hasn't got much soul. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it's trying to. So though, this, artwork. I got a random question about this one. Is this one of those ones where it's like the rarity is common, but it's ridiculously hard to find? Uh, I don't. Not that I think so, but I don't know. Not I don't think I I've seen of. many. I will say that the Freedom's Hand. I've, I used to have. I want to say seven or eight copies, and the Soul. I think I've only ever had one. Dang. Or two, so. Well, distribution in Fire and Steel could be weird at times. I swear, I've got like. I think I had four or five copies of a, a ship that's a couple down the list on Fonterry Blade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I had like, you know, six copies of the Cyclops from way up there. <laughs> that's another one I had a bunch of. Yeah. Reason asking, um, I had got like, you know, years back, a box of like 36 packs just put between my brothers and I, and we didn't get a single one of these. Yeah, so. you should easily be able to find that on miniature trading. Somebody will trade one to you. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I am sure they'd be glad to. All right. Cool. All right. Templar, who's right. up? That would be me. So those yeah. those fans of Assassin's Creed are probably not going to like this particular ship. This one's the <laughs> Templar. Um, you know, <laughs> the sworn enemy of the Assassins. Anyway, yeah. she's uh, an English two-mast galley for nine points. So that's kind of a nice change. We got into the single digits here. Uh, again, she's got two cargo space, base move L, two 3L cannons, galley, and then she's got uh, the ability that whenever she's given a shoot action, every six will deal double damage and every one will eliminate a mass from the ship. We went into a bit of detail about this particular ability last time that the risk isn't really worth the reward. So we're not. I don't think we should really talk too much about this one here. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's more mediocrity and kind of boring. Yeah, exactly. Not used. Yeah. Unless, you know, I had to. Yeah. But. Yeah, really boring. All right, Xerix. All right, so, me up. And I have, we have now the Unfunt Terrible. All right, we have a Terrible child. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for nine points, you get a three mast. No, not three mast. You get a two masted galley with three cargo space, base move of S plus S. 2S and 3L cannons, and uh, L-range cannons cannot hit this ship. Not a bad ability. Uh, decent speed, decent cargo, nice point cost. Um, numbers option gunship, or just like, you know, a backup. Kind of, I think. Yeah, yeah. this one I've seen used um, rather effectively for the most part. Um, sometimes this is like an empty gold runner in like a newbie-type fleet. Um, I think this is a rare ship where a helmsman could be borderline optional. You could do a captain and then try to keep two cargo spaces open. Um, but yeah, other than that, I guess just a basic support gunship. But I like to try to make her a hybrid, but she needs support cargo to really be great at that. So I would still say it's a pretty good ship, though, yeah. especially for the set. I think this makes an ideal companion for Le Bonaparte. If you know what I mean, because if you're going to say fight Le Bonaparte, you're going to need L-range guns. So while you're busy uh, trying to outmaneuver Le Bonaparte, this thing will be picking you apart. So in that situation, I think this is almost an ideal ship. Yeah, it could be better considering the cost, but I think that's probably the 
the right situation to use it in. Probably the single most effective strategy you can run with with that ship. Very niche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, niche is better than nothing. Yeah. Yes, it uh-huh. is. Yep. But at least it's got a use now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so terrible now, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's okay. Yeah, I think it's a solid ship, especially in this set. Yeah, as, com- as compared to some of these other two master galleys, not bad. Yeah, like the next one, which is Volour, and this is another French two-masted galley, and it's nine points, three cargo, L move, both cannons are 3S, along with a galley keyword. If this ship has a crew with the captain keyword, she gets plus one to her cannon rolls. So I guess in that case, you'd do captain and helmsman, but then you'd have LS speed and two 2S cannons for 14 points, so not really a good deal. Um, I'd always use the Infant over this one, so I'm not really a big fan here. Yeah, it's like an exceptionally bad version of Freedom's Hand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's like slightly better than the Templar, but not a lot better. So. That's not saying yeah. much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean it's if also this, French. yeah, if this had like you know S plus S speed, it'd be a wee bit better, but not by much. Yeah. Nobody has yeah, anything well, to say. She's begging for a captain. She's just not going to get it because we're moving on. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, if I were to pull a bunch of fire and steel packs again, I would be praying for a guardian angel to stop me from getting any copies of Rolure, which is convenient because the next ship is Angel or Angel Angel de Garda, guardian angel, whatever. And has Spanish. Yep. Spanish three master. This one's 11 points. All three masts are 4S. It has three cargo, L-move, and if she carries no crew, she gets plus two to cargo capacity. We see this ability elsewhere in this set, I believe. Yeah, and this is like a, the Colonial Trader, but, you know, Spanish. Yeah, it's, it's exactly that. Colonial Trader is awful. So is this ship. Yeah, I'd say this one's better because it's Spanish. The Colonial Trader happens to be American, which makes it slightly worse. I would, I mean, I can sort of see the merit in this ship if you have uh, Master Bianca from Savage Shores in your fleet. Then you can at least make her a uh, slow ship with a ton of cargo space. But even then, she's not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a silly conundrum. I don't know. Yeah. It's not a fun, it's not yeah. a fun problem to try to solve. It's like, it's weird. Yeah, it's not like, you know, half the point cost and you can still get away with it. Yeah, it's like a situation. So, I would only use her as like an empty gold runner in a in a huge game, pretty much. Oh even yeah. That, even that, mm-hmm. I haven't really done hardly at all, and I played a lot of those big games. So it says a lot about how bad it is. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, a point defense ship. It's like okay, you sit here and sit by this fort. All right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, the only thought I have is to throw a helmsman, maybe an explorer on her, then then dump the crew at the island at the next island and run home. Huh. Maybe, maybe, but, <laughs> maybe, but, but then you're really looking at uh, that's 14 points, and you can get a lot more. Yeah, points from the Spanish. Oh yeah. Even plus, from, you're you're wasting three points for dropping off the crew at the islands. So even that's not even a good good uh, scenario. Yeah. Even within Unless this whatever, set, you can spend 14 points on Spanish gold runners far better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Probably two Spanish gold runners instead of this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Next ship up? Uh, we've got actually a fairly decent ship, and I think that's on me, with the HMS mm-hmm. Arc Royal. 
I kind of like this ship. She's very beautiful with a, uh, a Union Jack on her jib mast. Um, so it's a three-mast English ship. Uh, she's got she's worth 14 points, and with that, you're getting two cargo space, S plus S base move, three, three S guns. She's eternal with broadsides attack. Um, not exactly a great set of abilities, but she is eternal, so... If you throw an oarsman on her, she's not being taken. Um, Broadside's attack is a little overrated, but with um, the lowest being a three, I mean, it's a 50-50 shot of getting four damage in. Not yeah. too bad. But again, that's a that's a risk versus reward thing. I, I do like her paint job, though. Yeah. She's, she's pretty. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I just do yeah. Captain, Helmsman, Oarsman, and then I just use it as like a front lines like not suicide but just like a front lines ship that goes and attacks immediately and then i kind of i almost kind of try to get sunk and so i can come back before the game ends so yeah eternal is nice but the cargo and the cost are really a rough sell so it's cool but doesn't quite work so and then, I think that's about how i'd use it too uh i do have a quick question does broadsides attack apply if you have a musketeer aboard the ship no uh, i don't believe so no other no abilities. it doesn't uh no Ooh. no other abilities can affect a broadside attack so if you so even if you did have a musketeer that musketeer cannon wouldn't 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 take any effect nor would it get a shot in yeah i'm gonna say boo <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah people have been like you know whining about broadside attack since it was introduced either that or they've been like you know saying it's overpowered one of the two it's really middle ground Unless you're yeah. a Bowen and roll a six every time you try to get it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was nuts. And that was nuts. Like that was like, you know, one of those times where it's like, okay, Broads is deck. Woohoo. You got it. Otherwise, other times, like, nope, 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 nope. Uh, for the Royal here, I'd say Eternal is the only reason I would consider using this. It makes the ship interesting and not generic yeah. or mm-hmm. dull. Yeah. Uh, because that gives you so much more flexibility with it. Um, as uh, has been mentioned, you can almost throw it away uh, if you put like on an oarsman to just sail it out there and not worry about missing and keep that broadside attack because you know you'll you know you'll come back. And I mean, if you get boarded, you can always throw away the helmsman before the oarsman. So yeah, she's decently quick enough as is without the helmsman. Right. So she's yeah. It's that's a good build for it. Let's see. What is that? Six points. On yeah, top Captain of that 14 day, I tap your fleet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a good oh, point, though. Only in a 40-point game. And you're probably yeah. not going to use this in a 40-point game. No, no probably not. Uh, no. I don't think I've ever used this in a 40-point game. I've only ever seen it used um, by us in either deathmatch games or uh, in the campaign games. Yeah. Nice. All right. Can we move on? Yeah. Yep. Okay. USS Lennox, a uh, three-mastered American ship. For 10 points, you get four cargo spaces, a uh, base move of L, 3S, 2S, 3S cannons, and once per turn, this ship can randomly take one treasure from any ship she touches. Eh, it's not bad. Not very good, though. Yeah, this one I find kind of underrated. I think it's kind of a, kind of just a slow American, like, hybrid. I just do Captain Helmsman, two cargo spaces left over, and then you've got a treasure ability, reasonable cannons, two cargo spaces, so... For the Americans, it's an okay, like, slow hybrid. Nothing special, but I think a little bit underrated in the grand scheme of things. 
I think this ability is near useless. Um, she's actually pretty good for for her cost, considering that she's a small American ship, and most of their small ships are way too expensive. Yeah. Still, I'd say this is pretty unexceptional, and yeah, you can probably make her a hybrid, but I would honestly, uh, if I had a cargo master in play, I would just throw a helmsman on her and use her as a gold runner. Yeah. Yeah, I'd just go full tilt and make her like a small gunship. Captain, mm. helmsman, specialist, and maybe an equipment. Huh. Yeah, I would just do a hybrid. I would just do keep it basic. And then I like how the ability, you could combine that with a boarding party. If you win, you would take up to two gold, which is how much space you'd have with a captain and helmsman. So you could do a quick little raid and take two coins instead of one if you win the board. So... Okay. Yeah, well, you, you have to like you know catch up to a gold runner, which at L and presumably S speed, you're maybe not going to do unless you've got a fleet action. Yeah. Uh, or you got to attack another slow moving treasure runner. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. So a few nights ago, I was uh, looking outside and I saw the moon. Oh, God. It's, not, it's not a pale moon, actually. <laughs> that's the name of the next ship. Um, this one is a two-masted cruise ship. It's another common. Uh, so we're into the two-masted square rig ships, and uh, this one's cursed 13 points, three cargo, SS move, cannons are 3L, 2L, and it has the ghost ship keyword. So, um, like a lot of ships with ghost ship, it's really overpriced. I think this could be eight or nine, maybe, and be kind of a fun little option, but at 13, it's probably not going to get used hardly at all. I will say she's got some stuff going for her. Uh, the cargo speed and cannons are all at least average, if not slightly above average, so it's not too bad, but as far as sport gunships go, even the curse can do a little bit better. So, Pale Moon is kind of cool. I think it would have been a cool ship to have, like, translucent, um, but it's nice, but just it's not actually that good, so. Yeah, the ghost ship keyword was always way too overpriced. This ship isn't really quite fast enough to make significant use of it. I mean, you can avoid uh, avoid boarding, but you're not going to put valuable crew on this because it's just not statistically well-equipped enough to be worthy of expensive named crew or anything like that. So Pale Moon, I think, is just going to kind of slip back into the cracks and be forgotten again once we're done talking about her. <laughs> Possibly. You know, someone could build a fleet that's entirely uh, devoted around, you know, all pieces with ghost ship. It'd be like, you know, 150 points. That's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like everybody else has run out of things to say about Pale Moon, and I don't blame them. Um, yeah, she, she's pretty pale, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I would That's about say, all I'm going to say. I would say visually she reminds me of uh, Dementors from the Harry Potter series, oh, specifically yeah. the movies. Um, and you know, like, how right after uh, people got attacked by them, they were encouraged to eat chocolate. Well, uh, right now I want to eat some chocolate. And a major component of chocolate is cacao, which is the next ship, which is an 11-point, two-masted pirate ship. Its guns are 3S and 2S, has L-base move, four cargo, and the ability once per turn, if this ship is touching another ship, she can randomly take as much treasure from the other ship as she can carry. I think that ability sounds good on paper, but this ship is far too slow to make any use of it. Her guns aren't that great for 11 points. I mean, look at something like Panda if you want a good, expensive pirate two master. Yeah. Kakao is, she's not exceptionally well-armed. She's not fast enough to be a throwaway gold runner. 
She wants to be a hybrid. She's too slow and not well-armed enough. Yeah, and too small. Yeah. Yep, really. Reminds me of the Lennox. It would just be kind of like a throwaway slow hybrid. Um, it's yet another good pirate ship to put Hammersmith on, because then you'd have three cargo. You could take three coins if you managed to get to another ship, and then you'd have Captain and Helmsman, which is something this ship kind of needs to be reasonable. So That's a very big if. <laughs> yeah, that's a huge if. I mean, I don't think Hammersmith would want to captain this thing. He, he, there are better ships for him to be on. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably, maybe you, I'd maybe use this in a, just kind of a for fun casual fleet, but like other than that, like she's just, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Yep. I think she's all right. So, all right. Uh, who likes who here likes chicken wings? Oh, I do. Why not? Yeah. What flavor I don't do you like? like? Buffalo wings, either. Yeah, I don't either. I don't, I don't like the USS Buffalo either. Um, <laughs> she is an American Tomb Master for ten points with three cargo space, S plus S base move. Her cannons are 2S and 3S, and she has plus one to her boarding rolls. So, still very vanilla. The guns, again, aren't that great. Um, she she does have good speed and good cargo. Um, but other than that, she's kind of not very, very good. Yeah, this one I don't yeah. like at all because she's super boring. The epitome of boring. Oh, yep. oh yes. I, I honestly think that what you're looking at right here is a six-point ship where WizKids went to its spreadsheet and went, how much is this ability, uh, how much do we cost this at? Oh, plus one boarding rolls is four points. Let's make a ten-point ship without thinking, what else is ten points in the game's history? Darkhawk 2? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. HMS uh, Nautilus, I think it is. This is a travesty compared to all of those ships. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, especially as this is like, you know, considerably smaller than both of those previously mentioned ships. Absolutely. Um, I did want to ask you, Billy, uh, what is it you like to drink with your buffalo wings? Is it wine? <laughs> no, I don't drink. <laughs> Not in that sense, anyways. All right, so, um, am I up next for the claret? Yes, you, you are. are. All right. Uh, for 12 points, you get a three-masted... Is this three-masted? Yeah, yeah, it, it is, is. Okay. three-masted. You get a three-masted uh, pirate schooner. You get two cargo, L-base move, all three old cannons, schooner, and broadsides attack. That's very boring. This looks yeah. straight out of revolution for some reason to me. You might be thinking about the Julius Caesar. Mm. It had, like, you know, a similar... It had Schooner and Broadswords attack, but I think it was a slightly better ship overall. Like a base move of like S plus S or something and like three cargo. But this, uh, the artwork is kind of cool. I've never seen a ship with purple sails before. That's cool. USS uh, Hudson's uh, uh, South China Seas. That one's great. Oh, yeah. well, I don't have a Hudson, so. Yeah, I have one. So, yeah. But yeah. Purple sails yeah, are pretty. I like yeah. the hull on this one, too. Yeah. Nice. I mean, it's pride pretty. Is way, pride is way better for one point more, so it's just like a yeah. just a power creep, reverse power creep clone yeah. type thing. So. Yeah, honestly, the biggest problem is the ability is entirely wasted by the fact that these are three L guns. You lose range, and honestly, your odds of landing it are not that good. Yeah, it's, yeah. And there's not enough cargo space either, really. Yeah, that too. 
it's only useful on I mean it can be useful on ships this size, but only if the guns are uniform two S. Yeah. Yeah, yeah or like uh, a uniform S range. Yeah. You don't lose the range. Yeah, I think if it randomly had five cargo it would be kind of fun to figure out, but here oh, there's yeah. not how many options at two. At all. I mean, heck, if this had three, the fact that it's pirate, you could find so many things to do with it. Yeah. But because there's only two, it's kind of, eh, it's yeah. boring. Huh. All right. So is the next right. one. I don't have a pun for Antimasia, but this one is yeah. a three-masted Spanish. Anti-pasta. <laughs> uh, it's a three-masted Ooh, Robot Spanish. Ben. What was that? Robot Ben. <laughs> I didn't uh, hear anything. <laughs> It's a three-masted Spanish schooner, common, and uh, it's 14 points, four cargo, S moves. The cannons are 2L, 3L, 3L, but the 2L is in the middle on the ship. Um, it's a schooner, and if this ship isn't assigned to Helmsman crew, roll a D6 after crew resolves a move action. On a result of 4 through 6, this ship can move L. So, bad yeah, ability, uh, really terrible speed, high cost for a three-masted ship um i would usually put it as like a bizarre hybrid or maybe a, a some kind of gunship but with such a horrible ability there's pretty much no reason to ever use it so the ability is just trash i think if they nixed the ability completely and then gave it sl speed just make it automatic then it would be playable oh yeah it would be playable it would be too expensive like it should be 11 points even with that but yeah i'm thinking about the serviente which is a pretty good one so yeah I mean, similar. what's strange to me is that this is only three sets from when they re-released Virtuous Wind as a Spanish ship. Huh. <laughs> which is like, what, this price only better, better? in really every way? Every way. Yeah. Yes, in every single way, yes. I mean, that made it into my uh, Jacks of All Trades fleet. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a fun fleet to build. Yeah, this ship... Um, I, I don't like the ability. It's very, it's unique, but with a base move of S and a 50-50 chance of going L every turn, I I think it's kind of garbage. Yeah. yeah. And you're right. It's not very good. I mean, that, even if you run the odds, you're getting about half of an L every turn. If you just throw a helmsman aboard, you won't have to roll and you're going to get a better average move. Yeah. I mean, this ability would be better if it were on a ship with, like, say, L plus S move. Yeah. Um, yeah. But even then, I'd probably still have the Helmsman anyway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree. As is, she just kind of makes me want to York. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. I was, uh, I was uh, blanking on a, on a pun for that one. Yeah. Um, York is the next ship down the list. This is a three-masted American schooner, 10 points, 3S, 3L, 3S guns, three cargo, SS move, and then once per turn, the ship can look at one face-down cargo on any ship. Not exceptional, but not nearly as overpriced or ineffective as the last few we've been reading. I'd say nine points, and she'd actually be a very underrated choice, as is she's kind of forgettable, but still a decent ship. Yeah, I think she's very yeah, forgettable. I find this one really boring. I'd rather use the Boston from uh, Revolution. Oh, uh, okay, that's a better or, point. Yeah, or some <laughs> of the other American ships. I mean, Providence is two points more, for example. So, I don't know, York just bores me overall. <laughs> yeah, she kind of makes me mad, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I know where you're coming from there. 
<laughs> yeah, our next ship is the Madness. This one's Curse, a two-masked schooner. Uh, she's 12 points, three cargo space, space move of L, 2S, 3L cannons. Uh, she's a schooner, and once per turn, one of the ship's cannons can shoot again if it misses. Yawn. Another, another I literally ship. just yawned. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even doing this on video, so you don't have that excuse for a few pages now. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, she's 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 mediocre even for cursed standards. Like, yeah, I don't, I, I wouldn't touch her. Yeah, I have no idea why this is twelve. I mean, if Cannoneer is two, yeah. how is this ten before that? I mean, I think it's six or seven I, points. But it's cursed. Yeah, it <laughs> it's cursed. Seven. Yeah, they need yeah. to be able to, to afford the crew that the the millions of crew you're going to put on it. No, mm-hmm. with yeah. three cargo space. Um, yeah, something I did notice. Cards is that uh, the card art says 3S on the front. I'm wondering if that's a typo or if the card itself says 2S or what's up. That's probably a database error. I think I used that bow mast like on a a custom one mast ship. And it's it's actually worse than we think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 I believe so. Yeah, the picture is 3S, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a yuck ship. Ugh. Yeah. It looks like someone sneezed on the sails. Like a really <laughs> yeah. bad head cold. Uh, <laughs> it does. Like the Kraken sneezed on it or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it rotted for a year. Oh, uh, imagine the smell. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather not. <laughs> All right. Moving Next on, we have... Of a, of a map in Halo 2. Actually, this is the uh, sound that whatever it was that sneezed made, I think. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the Zanzibar, um, 10 points pirate ship. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> for 10 points, uh, you get two masts, the cargo, base move L, 3S, 3S, schooner, and gets plus one to boarding rolls. This is like a reskinned buffalo. It yes. is. It's awful. It's, no, it's a schooner. It's awful. Mm. With one less mast. Terrible. No, uh, yeah, so the hard book's interesting. You got like the reverse Z on the sails, which is interesting. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, pretty boring. Is it reversed on the other side? I don't think so. I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like it'd be I, really weird if it was. Yeah, from what I remember, I think it's correct. I don't think it's reversed on both sides. It'd be silly. Mm-hmm. Which would actually be... make sense. It yeah. would, but. Eh, I don't really. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't I don't think this is actually an artwork error. Yeah, putting those Z's on the sails is kind of weird in the first place. So one well, side it's putting the Z's in our heads right now. <laughs> yeah, <I agree. laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, this is the epitome of boring. Um, not many more boring than this for me. I think five or six points personally, but oh well. Yeah, honestly, six. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is bad. Um, the next one is not uh, a shark ship type, like Karcharodon, for example, but it is USS Shark. This is a two-master, and it looks like the last of the regular rarities in the set, number 081. Um, this is a common American two-masted schooner, 13 points, uh, three cargo, L-move, cannons are 3S2L, along with the schooner ability, it has reverse captain, so after the ship resolves a shoot action, she can move as free action. So this one could also be around six points, and it's 13. So it's just really, really bad. 
I say if you want an overpriced American schooner with this ability, get the Gold Eagle instead. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. And even that's not a good ship. This is even worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. at, at least it's got an eagle on the on, on the sails. Well, at least yeah. this one has a shark on the sails. That's true. Yeah. That That's pretty it's cool. It's got a fin. Yeah, that's, that's, it's part of a shark. Yeah. It's yeah. part of a shark. Okay. Speaking well, of, I guess with the gold eagle, you still have a gold eagle on the sails. But it doesn't have any That's gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she won't get any gold either. But speaking mm-hmm. of sea yeah. creatures, um, the Sea Serpent is a is another American ship. I think that one's the re-release from OE, and I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. 13 points SL speed with reverse captain, with two out two or just two, rank two can- cannons. So that's like just better. Uh, as usual, so shark is almost like an inferior clone type thing, kind of like the claret with the pride. So yeah, pretty bad. Yeah, basically. Yeah, the jaws of mediocrity are closing in around me, guys. We gotta move on. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> it gets a little better in the crew. <laughs> yeah, it does. Just a teeny bit. That's a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, was this mine to start up this yeah. one? Yeah. All right. Sir Edmund is another one of those cursed two-point crews that is a two-point reducer. They already got one of these. Wasn't it Tabitha McWarren? No. I don't think they they got one. No, no, they I'm pretty sure have another one of these. I'm pretty sure they don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hmm. they don't. Tabby's the he's the group any nationality can use their abilities. And the super rare is the L-mover, I think. Alright. Well, then either way, I think this is a valuable crew for some of their crazier builds. But even then, if you're going to do a crazy international build, you might still want Captain Charles Richard instead of this. You know? Yeah. Um, He has his uses, but ultimately, the craziest stuff out there, he's probably going to be put on your second craziest ship in your fleet. Yeah. I actually use him specifically with the Divine Dragon setup where... Davy Jones and a captain and helmsman comes to 17, but then the Divine Dragon is 16, so you add Eddie, as I call him, that gets you to 19, minus 3 from the other crew gets you back to 16, so you can finagle yeah. Davy Jones aboard the, the Divine Dragon with this guy, so as a result, this is actually the two-point reducer that I've used the most by far of any of them. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a specific, very good combo, but usually there's not, so it's just a rare yeah. I kind of wish he did something else, because his flavor text is really cool. To my knowledge, it's the only flavor text in the game that's written like a limerick. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I do remember that one being kind of strange. <laughs> so I can do you have it available to read real quick? Um, uh, I can probably go and run and grab it real quick. Alright, uh, in that I don't case, know I'll just start... I can, I can start reading the next, the next one while you get that. Alright, I'll be right back then. Okay, so next we've got a monkey, a monkey crew named Coconut. It's a pirate crew for four points. He is an explorer, and once per turn, you can re-roll any die roll you make for this ship. You must use the second die result. Well, that is um, surprisingly on, on point cost. Explorer for one and re-roll for three, unless you've got a zero LR re-roll. But he's kind of... He, he's, common and uh yeah i'd say that he is at his most valuable in a game with mysterious islands 
because what you can do is show up at the island, use your explore action, and then if you get an unfavorable roll, you can apply the re-roll instantly. Outside of that, I don't really see him being all that useful. Yeah, I like him on uh, general hybrids, especially ones that might board. So sometimes I use him in conjunction with Hammersmith for nine total points, and then you combine Captain, Helmsman, Explorer, and re-roll into two cargo spaces. That's kind of nice. Um, there's a handful of good pirate ships that can pull off that combo well. And then if you really wanted to go crazy, you could also add SAT, same action twice, via Calico Cat maybe, and combine that with a re-roll on something like Logic Quar, and then still a free cargo open out of six. So I think Coconut's a good crew. It's a cool one. You just kind of have to find the right situation and ship to use him on. But he can be pretty useful overall. Yeah, you could uh, even combo him up with, uh, I think, some mysterious islands maybe. Some yeah, kind of fun you could go with there. Yep. Yeah, that's what I uh, talked about as what I thought was his best use. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you get the uh, copy uh, of Sir yes, Edmund? Yes, I do have uh, Sir Edmund's card here, his favorite text. Mm-hmm. Cruel Sir Edmund, Edmund of Kent, tricked his men, his own crew, but ignored their lament. His sword and his temper they all knew too well. If you yeah, if you served under Edmund, you've no fear of hell. Dragged under the sea, consumed by a beast. Bound here to their master as part of the feast. Accursed with his crew, the seas to torment. Dread Sir Edmund, his soul fully spent. Poor Sir Edmund. Yeah, I don't feel particularly too bad for him, uh, because I believe canonically this is the same guy from Davy Jones' Curse, Sir Edmund mm-hmm. Atkinson. Yep. He is. Um, and he was kind of asking for it. Yeah, he was trying to like, sacrifice some young girl, so. <laughs> wow. Or he was trying to sacrifice some young nobleman. Uh, he's yeah. trying to sacrifice anybody for that matter, I'd say, is yeah. the problem. Yeah. Oh, Eat too rich. All right. Yeah, um, so do I have uh, Grim the Savage? You do. Who looks like uh, he's just, like, in the very frame he yeah, was he's very in. surprised. Like, he oh? looks like he, like, has just started to fall, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like somebody's pulled yeah. the trap door out from under him. He's like, oh, oh dear. Yeah. Like, what now? He's like, hmm, that wasn't just a fart. <laughs> <laughs> that is that face. <laughs> Sorry. It looks All like right, he's so... in a cloud, so maybe he farted out like a cloud of white smoke or something. Oh, yeah, that would be cause for concern. <laughs> All right, uh, for six points, points. That's me. Yeah. Stinkpot specialist. <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny if he was that, but uh, he's a Marine. Oh. And uh, six points. Uh, this version of him, of him is pirate. The previous version was Viking or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not quite sure what happened between being one of the most useful home island rating abilities to being a Marine, which is next to useless. Um, unless you find a way to get a marine onto like a sub, and I suppose you can since the pirates have the collector up, but that's like a left field combo that doesn't really get used all that much. Well, there is also the slipstream. Yeah, I'd rather just you know have the collector. Yeah, maybe. I'm sure somebody out there pirates has figured out which one's better for uh, for marine usage. Overall, maybe the slipstream because you could probably get um. um I think um, the French one or the English one on here for like like two points less than Grimm. Yeah. So this is like, I think this is one of the few examples where the pirates got something overpriced or uh, underpriced. I mean, considering all of the Marines that I think before Pirate Steel 
were like seven to nine points, but they all had like some kind of cannon bonus. Yeah. Like in addition, it was like this guy gets plus one to again gun rolls against the English for no good reason. Yeah, they're usually seven. He costs nine points. Yeah, they're no, nah, they're seven usually, but they should be five, I think. Even those. Yeah. I think it would I think there's one in this set that's five, isn't there? Yeah, because of the hostility. Yeah, I think that's the so. French guy. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. oh, he's coming out. Rene Moreau. Yeah, there's not much fun to use this version of Grim when the other version is so much more interesting and so much better and allows for a lot more creepy stuff to happen. So, I wish uh, Musketeers were two and Marines four, but kind of a drastic change to make at this point, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think you're next, Ben. Yeah, it looks like I am. Nice. Okay, so Roberto Santana is a common Spanish crew. Six points. He's got Loyal Spain. And once per turn, give any ship in your fleet plus one to all of her cannon rolls. Which is a nice ability, kind of like a Admiral's Cannons bonus type thing. So, um, Thomas Gunn is the other one that has it, along with Captain. But this guy has it for the six-point cost. And uh, this is a good one. The Spanish have a lot of good ships that could house him and that also could use the bonus. So, sometimes I've used it on the ship he's on. Just as kind of like an expensive world hater. But then you have the added flexibility of putting it um, on another ship. So, this is really great, especially in big games or games with a big map or campaign games where you've got a lot of good ships to choose from and you can pick different targets each turn. And I've actually used him either on or with flotillas sometimes to give them a little boost on that extended range because the Spanish have two good flotillas and this guy can make them even more devastating. So I would say this is a very good crew overall and one I like a lot. Yeah, I finally uh, just got a copy of this guy and uh, I really like it. Uh, you can use his bonus with regular world haters on something like the El Neptuno with him on a different ship, so he's out of a direct line of fire. So like you even get the longer range um, to get that um, to get the cannons to hit there. So as you said, there's a plethora of uses uh, for him for gunships. And hey, if you're using something like the Splinter with the uh, the double range snipe ability, I mean, now you now you hit on a five or a six. Yeah, yeah, and you might not actually have that self-destruct ability. <laughs> oh, I'm not talking about that one. That, that one's still not worth. That one's still not worth it, even if with a plus one. Yeah. Um, up next is a much less useful Spanish crew. This version of Luis Zuan is two points. Loyal Spain helmsman. Why did we need a named helmsman? Uh, we exactly. That's exactly what I was just thinking. Yeah, yeah they should have totally stopped pointless. and ended like named generic crew with parts of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. No, they should have never done them ever. Yeah, yeah, never. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, the only yeah. exception would be like you know the previous version of him, still two points, but now he's a captain for two well, points. Well, that one's at least better. interesting because this yeah, one's the only sense. instance. He's the only instance of a two-point captain. Yeah. Um, I think that that version of Louis Swan is really interesting. This one is utterly pointless in every way. Yeah, both of the yep. other two versions are both far better because then the Mysterious Islands version is Captain and World Hater for seven, which is another good name crew. So this one yeah. is by far the worst version and totally forgotten about for good reason. I'm noticing yep. in the flavor it talks about hunting the curse, so they could easily have just done something more interesting, just, you know, plus one to all die rolls against the cursed for four points total or something, making at least more interesting. Like, just making like a cursed-hating like, crew uh, Helmsman and plus one to cannons against the cursed yeah. for like three to four points. Yeah, at least make Maybe it something. Maybe would be used. Yeah, yeah, but as is, I mean, they should have they should have dropped his point cost again, again, like like they did with the previous version with the captain. No, I mean, a one, one point, point Helmsman. Helmsman that would come be on. interesting. 
That'd be too okay, good. That would be interesting, but okay, yeah, that would be too good. Yeah, it would sort well, of... well not not well. I guess I, in a way it would be, but also you couldn't use him with Louis Zwan, the captain, because yeah. they're both the same guy. You so couldn't even you use him in the same fleet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you couldn't have a one point cat or two point captain and a one point helmsman. So it'd be one it, or the it, other. Yep. So I mean, even if they'd done that, it would be it would still be perfectly fine because he's still just one point helmsman. You couldn't have the other one too. Yeah. Although so, I think the reason uh, the other one is uh, two points because he's hostile pirate. This one's loyal Spain. So uh, I don't think that's like you know a point deduction. But still, loyal Spain loyal helmsman it too though. Yeah. Well, I guess yeah. this is just proof that not all that glitters is gold. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh. Well done. Uh, that's your cue, by the way. Yep. Uh, so, no, uh, that's well, that's Vendari. I've got uh, the yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so we've got Hermione Gold here. She uh, She's returning in this set from Rise of the Fiends. She's an eight-point English crew, and anytime she would roll... Two, Roll a d6. Uh, she rolls two instead, and you choose the result you want to use. So this is kind of a more powerful version of the re-roll. Instead of saying, oh, I missed this roll, I'm going to re-roll it, it's, I'm just going to roll two dice now and decide which one hits. Um, and you can still use re-roll with this ability, but you don't need to re-roll one of the dice. Too. There, there is that as well. Um, so she's pretty good. Eight Points is pretty darn expensive, but I haven't played with this ability enough to know if that's actually uh, priced well or not. Because I've uh, that that eight points does kind of scare me a bit, but I could see it see it being useful because you can use it on any roll, not just a cannon roll. I'm pretty sure this one is not something that applies to cannon rolls because the next crew only applies to cannon rolls. Well, this one is a broader umbrella, if you will. Yeah, this you can one use your is mining gold for like any one time you want to roll a die. You can roll two. Yeah, this is this is one that's effectively a reusable re-roll, um, but not one that you can do for every single roll that you make. Um, for most rolls, yes, you can use it multiple times in the same turn, but um, for every cannon roll ship makes no. <laughs> Yeah, no, it would be one cannon roll, but and probably your highest ranked cannon. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm looking I at her barber. She like looks kind of like you know messed up. Like, yeah. Is she wearing like a choker leash or something? She's still she's still pretty, so, but honestly. she looks like she got beat up or something. Unfortunately, so yeah. um, on hard times maybe. I don't know. I thought it was like, a shadow, but I guess not. From a narrative perspective, uh, Hermione is actually a pirate, but she is in the service of the crown. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Sort of I think all versions really. of her have always been English. Like, I yeah, think, they're I think all, the first time yeah, you see her, she was English. in Mysterious Islands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, yeah. She, she, she's completely English, but that's mo- that's mostly privateer status. Yeah. Ah. Totally um, kind of like, so, you know, Henry Morgan. Yeah. yeah. English, but, so, you know, not really. Yeah. yeah, so her, her English status is purely mechanical here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this ability I've always found really overpriced, especially with the pirate code stuff, which I have up here. Um, it's yeah. really kind of got nixed in terms of how good it could be versus how good it actually is. So as a result, 
I pretty much never seek it out. Um, I could see maybe on something like the Shui Jian, but other than a giant ship that gets a ton of actions, uh, this is way overpriced. Yeah. So. Yeah. The what really limits it is the once uh, each time. Yeah. The you can only use this like are, once per turn, kind of. Yeah, and the other two versions are way better. So just like Louis Zouin, oh, yeah. you know, this version's not going to be used, probably. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I made a custom version of this ability that literally you spell that out, that you could use it every time you'd roll a die. Oh. You'd, you would roll two. Um, you remember that guy from the Americans? Broken. Well, I priced that one kind of around 11. Yeah, that's... that's... So, and that's like, you know, the upper limits of what I would like want to put a crew comfortably. Yeah. But mm -hmm. considering that any time you'd roll a die for anything, you could roll two. Yeah. You have to go back to the drawing board maybe a little bit on that one. Yeah. Yeah, because... Then you get, then you get the cannoneer who comes in. If you can roll if you can roll any die. Alright. Yeah. Well the next I mean, one's similar, so. Alright. Going on. Yeah. Sir Rupert Hargreaves. Uh, for eight points, we have Loyal England. Once per turn when this ship is given a shoot action, choose a cannon and roll a D6 twice. Choose the result you want to use for the shot. Um this guy got a uh, heavy redo in the pirate code um as it's worded here it i think looks like you could only use him for just one cannon and you would roll 2d uh two dice uh however his um redo in the pirate code enables him to for any cannon you choose to shoot during a shoot action you can roll two dice yeah so it's like a cannoneer it's like a it's similar to hermione gold but this is focused exclusively on cannons yeah like you mm -hmm. can't use him for anything else. Yep, he's so, like a free reroll for every shot if you miss. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. one, I think this one is similar in terms of, I would probably use him on the Shui Jian, maybe the Dreadnought if Carbon Charlie got aboard, but other than those few ships, I wouldn't really bother with this either. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd probably still take um, Hermione over him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. that... It, yeah, if assuming there's an option C where I can still pick something else over them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I mean, Just, um, games, unless it's yeah. like a gigantic game, um, you can get yeah. extra action plus like musketeer for that or something like that. So, meh. Well, I I think I might use him on. Um, is it HMS Lester that's a four master that gets the uh, two mass yeah. with one hit ability? Yep. Yeah, Lee sister, or however you pronounce no, it. It's it's Lester. Yeah, it's strange English pronunciation rules. Um, I would, I would put Hargreaves on the Lester with a uh, uh, with a musketeer because those are already pretty high base cannon ranks. They're all three, but if you put Sir Rupert Hargreaves and a musketeer on it, you're getting five shots like that. You're getting free re rolls on you know kind of not too accurate guns, so you have. I think a much more reliable chance of uh, making the best of the ship. Yeah, that's a fair point. The other place but I've seen him put is on the Endeavor, although I'm not sure why. Oh, uh, well, the Endeavor is already so accurate with all two whale guns that you're better off with just a world hater. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. But, you know, I saw my brother do that once. I'm like, why? <laughs> He's just, <laughs> okay, I want to be certain. Yeah. Because yeah. I think he was like, you know, Hargreaves. A, and like a generic captain and a helmsman, and I think a counselor or something. Yeah. It was weird. 
Yeah, I still think a ten master for like a Shuijian type ship oh, yeah. best for these abilities. Because then you're it kinda reminds me of World Hater in terms of the more cannons you have, the more you know value you're getting out of the ability because you can apply it over and over again. So if you get twenty mm -hmm. shots well, a turn, you could really get value out of hard griefs. Just one note about using him over World Hater on uh, the Endeavor is the Endeavors would still have that one sixth chance of of missing on a one with the plus with the World Hater, but with Hargreaves, um, that's reduced even further. Yeah, you get what's effectively a one in thirty six chance of a miss. There you go. Because you're throwing two die, and if you know it's one in six times one in six is one in thirty six. Simple math. Yep. Okay. All right. Do we have any more to say, or should we move on to... Let's move on. All right. Jean okay. How do you pronounce his name? Uh, well done. <laughs> yeah, I actually used the name Moreau for one of my Pirates characters, so... All right, I think that's uh, Ben who's got that up. Oh, next. crap, yeah. I'm seeing that. <laughs> that was kind of amazing. Uh, yeah, so, so this one's a French common crew, five points, and you get a Marine that also is loyal to France and hostile to England. So due to the hostility, those kids knocked a point off the cost, which is nice because um, Marines are overpriced in, in the first place. I think, yep. uh, as I already talked about, Musketeers at two and Marines at four from the start would have been more interesting. But, I mean, as Marines go, this guy ties with someone we'll see soon as the cheapest Marine. So, therefore, he's a little bit more useful than most of the others, I guess. But five points is still too much to pay, I think. Um, but I guess he's a little bit more useful than the other Marines. So there's yeah, that. he's cheaper. He's still nothing excellent. Um, big shocker, he's a Frenchman that hates the English. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only Marine I've ever actually used in a game. Yeah. Really? Yeah, just cause, just because I didn't I didn't want to spend the points on the other ones. Yep. Hmm. I did I did not see any benefit to it. I mean, it's just a it's it's a single two S gun, which of itself is fine, and you can even throw it on an island if you wanted to. But um, still, six points is a lot to spend on one crew that that does so little. Well, if he's stationed on an island, you have to hit him twice in the same shoot to get rid of him. So there's that's, that. That's true, but even, that even still, he doesn't do enough to justify six points. Yeah. So with five, five was a little easier to, to justify, but even then, yeah, it's... Yeah, I've never found Marines on... I agree with Ben. I've always thought Marines on islands were kind of disappointing because it's such a cool concept, but then they fall prey to the same problem is forts where the ships are almost always going to have the first shot so it's not that hard to hit them twice and just take them out before you can even shoot back so it's not a very it's not even a good defense option unfortunately so yeah yeah, yeah. marines they're all too expensive this one included even though he's basically the cheapest of them yeah um next up is again i get a really boring crew to read this is <laughs> This is Guy Laplante, the Fire and Steel version. He's seven points, common crew, loyal France, Captain S board. They got like two or three Captain S boarders in this they set, did they? Of them. Yeah, they yeah, got two the identical two. crew. Yeah, we yeah, went and over Philippe Soldan last last time. And they're yeah. not the only ones. There's like, you know, two more before them. Right. Yeah, this was totally a pointless crew i'm not really sure i i think WizKids was being kind of lazy with this set to yeah. be honest yeah yeah 
Yep, Barry. I agree. This I is just like kind of, artwork. oh, we need to put something out, so let's just throw all the abilities we have already, and there you go. Yeah. yeah. I do like his artwork. He looks kind of sad. And, like, worn like down as if, like, he knows, like, the end is coming. It's like, yep. He knows he's set. been given a terrible ability by WizKids. <laughs> okay, no, just an, a copycat ability. Yeah, that will, I like to compare this artwork to when you first see him in Revolution. In yeah, Revolution, he looks like, you know, yeah, he's like, I, haha, I'm a scoundrel, and I'm happy about that. And this is like, yeah. no more, man. Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah. He's he's done. He's just getting ready to retire. Yeah. 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 I, I've um, got a few uh, custom things based around on his flavor text here. Nice. Um, you'll, you'll see them eventually, maybe in uh, Pirates of Spirits Magna, if I ever get around to, like, you know, posting all of them. I. <laughs> I was going to say, with his original art in Revolution, I found a copy of that card online on eBay once for exactly $4.20. So I just cropped it so it's him staring at the 420 going, <laughs> Because oh I'm juvenile. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should post that to the forum. Anyway. Oh yeah, um, random pitch thread. Yeah, actually. Um, all right, so... Let's see. I think Title Fiends is up next. Yep. yep. Would that be me, right? Yep. Yeah. You. Cool. I wanted to talk about these guys anyway. So, yeah, we've got Title Fiends. They're a cursed crew. Um, they're two points, loyal to the cursed, um, and they protect a crew with its point cost five or more. So, if it would be eliminated, eliminate Title Fiends instead. Um, Kind of in there, an interesting crew. I've never quite used the use these myself. Um, Good. I'd like to use the style of crew, but so, sometimes I just don't. I want to spend the points elsewhere. Um, oh yeah. But one you one thing always? I'd like to talk about here, yeah. One thing I would like to bring up here is the, I really like the uh, the concept of these title fiends. They look like they'd make uh, great great uh, enemies for the pirates RPG. Yeah, you could get away with... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The ability of these things, not particularly brilliant. The artwork, however, is kind of cool looking. At least once you can see it. Because when I first got this, I'm like, yeah, I can't see hey, it's, you know, a white smudge. It looks like wave, a wave or something. A wave. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Barely. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I'm just laughing because I just... There's no reason to ever use these because Oarsmen can do the same thing without taking up cargo space. So, and you get the, uh, the ability to uh, to hold off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get to just, not be derelict. They're horrid. Just, 100% pointless. Yeah. Just I mean... Really bad. For zero well, points, okay. maybe. Not, not 100%. <laughs> but... No, 100%. If, no, it, like, there, there's, there's kind of a metagame aspect here. If you've got an opponent who's using uh, stuff where they get to choose what goes... But even then, I'd probably still be using something else anyway. But just yeah. just saying, they they do have that like that very very niche use is just say, oh, you you want to eliminate that? No, these guys have to go first. No. Yeah. Are there any abilities that can allow you to target specific crew like that? Only I don't uh, know. I've done custom stuff like so. that, but I don't think there's any. If there aren't any, then then yeah, then, then they're useless because the way the rules. Yeah. By ver- by virtue or by nature, that's that's what I'm by nature of the rules themselves. Yeah, they are com- completely useless. What well, was Wiz Kids thinking when they made made a crew like this? I they mean, weren't. they weren't. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather I'd rather spend the points on a doctor instead. 
Paranormal. Yeah. Speaking of which, or uh, well, there is. Well, before one we get to the doctor, yeah. That's what we do with Major down. Peter Sharp. Mm-hmm. He's very sharp. His eyes are also like in much higher detail than the rest of his face. Yeah, yeah they are sharp. <laughs> very sharp. It's like sharp. somebody right. cut out a hole in a painting right behind him, you know, and somebody's actually looking through. Yeah. <laughs> it's spooky. Maybe that's what they did. He it probably is. <laughs> you never know. All right, so anyways, uh, Major Peter Sharp is a five-point English crew. He is loyal England and hostile France, and he's a Marine. Uh, he, died, he ties the uh, aforementioned gendarme as cheapest Marines ever. Uh, however, because they are, like, you know, hostile to each other, you can't ever use them together, which would be really cool. Yeah, yeah he's all right. Similar yeah. same story, basically. So, I think I put him on the yeah, thread knot once, but other than that, I haven't used him too much. Definitely yeah. fits in with, with the with the set story, though. The war between England and France. I mean, there's a reason they're not going to be in the same fleet together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can't really see any one specific ship that he would be best on, though. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I think, uh, was, well, not the Gibraltar. I don't know, I had some kind of a while back, but anyway. All right, so the next one is Dr. Richard Scott, which is an English crew, common five points, loyal England, and the doctor ability, so when a phase of crew on the ship would be eliminated, turn it face down instead. So almost the same thing as crew protect, which is usually four points. So as I've said before, I think doctor should be four, so he's overpriced for what you get, and therefore not that usable. Um, there are some English crew with crew protect, at least one, Commander Stunzer Portland, and therefore Scott is mostly irrelevant. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I've used him yet, actually. Maybe, but only in a giant game with no other good options. I used for a garbage fleet challenge. Yeah, <laughs> uh, before for this crew, I don't think this ability has appeared since Crimson Coast. Or wait, no, it's, since Revolution. That'd be but good. Were there any in between? Yeah, it should have stayed gone. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. It, no, it should have stayed an idea in a spreadsheet somewhere, never used, and we should have gotten more interesting crew. Yeah. Or at least, I you mean, know, it shouldn't have come back at five points. Yeah. You know, if it had come back, like, you know, at, like, four or three. Then or two. Well, maybe. <laughs> two. I mean, two would make it playable. I mean, more playable than the title themes, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Fun, fun little story with Dr. Richard Sky here, by the way. Uh, another role RPG-related thing. One of my players played a character named Richard Scott. Um, he came up with the name completely independent of ever knowing the existence of this crew. Nice. So, yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. So, like, part of the backstory for him is that um, his beef with the with the main villain is that um, the villain killed his father, burned down his estates and stuff like that. So I'm toying with the idea of making Dr. Richard Scott his father. Oh, okay. <laughs> so then your guy's character will be Richard Scott II. Yeah, pretty much. Cool. I'm I'm still toying with that. I don't know if that's actually what it's going to be. That's cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. After Richard Scott comes a much more valuable crew for slightly cheaper. Yes. This version of Lenoir is a four-point French crew. Loyal France, hostile England. Nobody cares about those. What everybody cares about is once per turn, one ship or crew within us of this ship can't use this ability that turn. Highly valuable in all game sizes. Um... 
I think Ben and well, actually I think all of you can attest to that. I can't oh, yeah. I know on paper that it's good. Yeah. Oh yeah, Lenoir is great. Yeah, he's the only four point canceler ever. Yeah. Kind of overpowered cool. as a result. Yeah. When with how with how good uh cancelers are, having him at four points is just if you're playing France, you've got Lenoir. It's yeah. it's hands down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, unless for some reason you got England in your fleet because he can't be in there with the English. But other than that, if you're in France, you've got Lenoir. Yeah. yeah I, don't think I don't have this part. version of him, though. Huh. I wish I did. I've only got yeah, the first version from Crimson Coast. Yeah. I wish I had this version. Instead, I've got you know, the Turban version. Oh, lucky. Yeah, the only versions of Lenoir I've got are the original and the Turban from Rise of the Fiends. <laughs> the Turban guy. <laughs> yeah, that one... That one and this version always made me think Lenoir was a, a girl until I read the flavor text. I've already, no, already said that. <laughs> I don't know. You're of his? Oh, um, yeah. there's see. a typo in the... Uh, yeah, it says cremates, cremates instead <laughs> of crewmates. Oh, yeah, start. those are... That's a very big difference there. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing sacrifices to uh, cancelability. Oh, so like that's why you twist. can cancel things. I would say cancel the ability. <laughs> I would say within Your this set, has been granted. <laughs> within this set, you could put him on board Enfant Terrible or Terrible instead of you know Le Bonaparte, and that might be a combo worth considering. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Still be susceptible to ramming, but that would be like a yeah. nigh untouchable ship with cannons. Yeah, that'd be nice. And uh, yeah, yeah, to give him black mark for that flavor text thing there that was weird but yeah 4.3 canceler it's just kind of overpowered um and it's only only issue i have with this is the cost is really low i don't think the hostility of england is enough to bring the cost down with such a good ability and he is essentially a clone of the crimson coast version just cheaper so yeah a little bit boring in that regard but still you know one of the best cancelers because the, the cheapness mm-hmm. all right next crew uh we've got father Doucet. Uh, this is uh, the second half of of this card with Lenoir. Um, no, uh, he's you know, like a ninety-three A. Oh, it, oh, you're right. My bad. I mis I misread the numbers. Yep. Okay. So yeah, we got Father Father Ducey. He's loyal France for five points, and again, he's got the Doctor abilities. So kind of set him aside. Find something else for five points. Yeah, you know, a captain Agreed. and a helmsman, or Lenoir. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Diamond, Diamond Nelson Turner. Oh god, yeah, that's yeah. Okay, Diamond Nelson Turner for eight points. You get Hermione Gold from earlier, and we <laughs> talked about that. So let's move on. Yeah, yeah for America. America. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. His like other oh, two versions. Eh, that's not so much of a big difference. Okay, oh, just god. the fact loyal America yeah, it means nothing. I mean, like, yeah. his canceling version is the only version of this that I've ever used. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah that makes yeah. it. Yeah, that version is way better. I'd say this oh, yeah. version is a tiny bit usable on maybe the Constitution or the Zanfu from Return to Savage Shores being the Ten Masters of the Laos American crew. But other than that, you'd still be better off with the canceler. So DNT, yeah. as I call him, is, is kind of mediocre with the other version. DMT. <laughs> DNT. I thought you said DMT oh, real okay. quick. I'm like, what? I will say the artwork. Ben has an interesting cool. secret life. <laughs> yeah. This artwork is pretty good, though. Especially now that I've oh, yeah. got a full picture up here. It's kind of cool. 
but anyway. Um, he looks a work. bit like the gambler that he's described to be. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, on to the UTs. This yeah, is my so, personal favorite. Yay! Yeah, so, <laughs> the first unique treasure in the set is rare number 094, Turtles. And when revealed, put this treasure and up to nine other turtles from outside the game within S of the Wild Island. Beginning of each of your turns, the turtles move S toward your home island, avoiding all islands and terrain. And eliminate a turtle if it is touched by any ship or sea monster. Each turtle that touches your home island is worth one gold. This is a really interesting UT. It can kind of unbalance some smaller games if you find it on an island close to home. And sometimes it kind of provides too much of an advantage sometimes, but it is a fun UT, a super unique one. And uh, overall, I like it. Um, It's just in certain situations, it becomes a little too good. So, and it, it's a little frustrating um, yeah. to attest to this because I found it a bunch of games in a row in Vassal Tournament, I think number one. Um, and, uh, and number two. We yeah, were quite a few times. I was like, oh, yeah, so, oh, he's got the turtles. All yeah, right. So, so trying to That's chase them all steps. down can be really annoying. A lot of times you kind of just punt that goal and just ignore them, but you might lose as a result. So I think yeah. uh, maybe like five turtles would have been okay, but it, it, it is fun at least. So, yeah, it's neat. Honestly, well, this have... is, I mean, I think this piece has more imagination put into it than so far the rest of the set combined. Oh, yeah, I agree with that 100%. This is one. This is what probably one of the most unique, unique treasures I've ever seen. I, I, I really love its concept. And, you know, I think it's kind of balanced out by the fact that um, your opponent can attack the turtles by ramming them. Not um, even necessarily ramming them, just by sailing gotcha. through them. Yep. Yeah, and they only move S, so, you know, are you going to protect them? No. Sometimes. You <laughs> oh, Wolf would. You know, Wolf's catchphrase, save the weed turtles! Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, bored. No, I'm on board for that. In reference to an episode of The Simpsons, apparently. He was the one that designed this one, so pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Wait, well, so okay, does no, that no mean... No wonder that it's not mediocre. Sim- yeah. Uh, <laughs> does that mean, though, that this is a Simpsons reference? That's what it, I'm, I'm looking at the full page on, uh, like you said, you click on them usually. I usually don't, but I did in this case to confirm what yeah. I'm seeing in the comments for the miniature. So, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, so originally was called the Wee Turtles in reference. So, yes, it was actually a Simpsons reference. <laughs> Interesting. And yeah, it was, cool. it was supposed to have... Um, all 10 turtle tokens instead of regular coins, but they didn't end up printing it like that. So, oh well. Yeah, that's a really, honestly, that's a big disappointment because um, I don't loved if they had these little turtle tokens. Yeah. yeah. So, now, so now there's a lot of people, including me, kind of temporarily at least, running around trying to get 10. Tiny little just, toy turtles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I have three, yeah. I think, at this point. Better get six I, more. Yeah. I've seen pictures of people using little turtle beads as the turtles because they're about oh, yeah. the right size. Mm. So. Yeah, that's what Wolf does. Yep. Yeah, there's a picture of one of the battle reports on Board Game Geek of that. I, th- I think that's where I saw it. Yeah. And Vassal has, like, you know, uh, the turtle tokens for just for this yeah. one UT. Yeah, those are Little great. turtles. Yep. Those are nice. Mm-hmm. All yeah, right. when you got a UT that needs, that needs custom... Uh, Custom peripherals. You've got you've got something that's kind of unique. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I did Next check on one. the crew. Um, Sir Edmund is the only two point reducer for the cursed. So that is um, 
so therefore he's the only one you okay. bother using if you do use him. But anyway. Mm -hmm. All right, next UT up is Mirror of Archimedes. Once per turn, when this ship is given a shoot action, instead of shooting, you can choose one opposing ship that's more than S but less than L away from one of the ship's masts. Then roll a D6. On a 5 or 6, replace up to two of the target's masts with fire masts. On result of one, remove Mirror of Archimedes from the game. Presumably, that's about dropping the mirror. Um, <laughs> this is I, another one that uh, Wolf designed. And another one that he was inspired by a TV show for, it says. Yeah, uh, I saw that episode. Yeah, the Archimedes death ray thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is supposed to be. So I'm wondering how many of Wolf's UTs are now actually inspired by TV shows. We'll see uh, more later in the set, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I think this one's pretty neat. It's kind of out there. Again, a lot more imagination was put into this pretty obviously than uh, most of the rest of the set. I, again, it, it looks a lot like equipment to me. Sure, it's powerful, but as a UT, I mean, does it take up treasure? Does anybody know? Or oh, so it won't take up uh, no, it doesn't. Okay, so it's this sort of like... Get loaded face off, it won't take up cargo space. Yeah, so basically this is almost like a better version of Fire Shot. doesn't take up cargo space. Um, it will go full L range, and it's... Uh, uh, I'm blanking. It's a, it's uh, a rank it four. I yeah. don't really like this UT, actually. Me yeah. either. Because it has to be more than S, but less than L. So it's know, exclusively that's... saying that you can't use an S-range cannon, you can't use an L-range cannon. You have to find some middle ground between those two, which is not very much to begin with. Yeah, it's about an And then it's like, you know, right. you got the same odds as getting an extra action. Yeah. So yep. if this just had, like, you know, a fixed range, then it would be much, much, much better, yeah. in my opinion. It says, yep. on the pirate code, it says some part of the target ship must be within the specified range. It do not, does not have to be entirely within the range. But that being mm -hmm. said, I still don't really like this one either. Um, of the one whole design, I think this one's... It's weird because I find it overly complicated. I think that more than S but less than L is just totally puts me off of this one. And as a result, I've almost never used it. And even when I have seen it in a game, I don't know if I even bothered to try to use it. Um, and it's not that accurate. I, I'm just not a fan of this one, and I think it's too complicated yeah. for what it does. Yeah, Honestly, Wolf's after... uh, comment here on this, originally he designed it, it was called to be exactly L. Yeah. So he wanted it to be L, but it got published differently. Huh. I think but it's less This really... was originally supposed to be used by Forts, which is interesting. Yeah. I do want to say something, um, having, of course, now reread it. The only ship this could possibly be useful on is a hybrid, you know, something that's going out to find gold but can fight, that finds it and has rank four guns. And that's kind of a rare prospect, you know? Yeah. There aren't a lot of worthwhile uh, hybrids that have rank four guns. Maybe the Roanoke, but I can't think of many others. I mean, you can use it with other cannons. Just it just takes the place of those. So you could use but it. But then it's um, then it's sort of a downgrade. Yeah, actually, no. It replaces all of your cannons. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking like mm. Lamanarca, because then you'd actually have a better chance. Then you, you oh yeah, I think you're ship. right. Yeah. But you probably want to have a captain on that ship, so. It's kind of yeah, cool. this is kind of a useless treasure. It's, yeah, it, it's it looks cool. It's UT in stands theory, for useless treasure. It looks fun, but. Yeah. yeah. As written, I mean, it's not very good. Yeah, the wording is really messed up. 
I would rather use broadside attack over this. Yeah, me too. It totally deters. <laughs> yeah, you might hit with a broadside attack. Yeah, if right. They, if they cleaned up the wording and made it um, more useful for treasure runners, like you didn't need a shoot action, then it'd be better. But with the wording, it's too complicated and, and just it's really a, a chore to to figure it out, even which is too bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are they reflecting with the mirror, the sun? I yeah, think yeah. masks. It looks like. I don't know. That's what I thought. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a design. lot easier to aim than a cannon. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw like the episode that Wolf got inspired from this. Oh wow! It's supposed to be like a parabolic um, dish reflector to yeah. like, literally right. gather um, the sunlight and reflect it at to one target, specified specifically, and magnify it. Um, so it's it's not supposed to be like you know a regular uh, plate mirror. It's supposed to be uh, like okay. a parabolic dish. I mean, it's uh, that's also in like the very end of Wolf's comment. Yeah. Uh, but it's obvious that the artist had no idea what the, the what this was actually referring to and didn't research it. Because this right. is just an antique-looking mirror, not a parabolic dish. Yep. Maybe they thought it was a normal mirror with some sort of magical properties? Yep. I don't know. I think, wow. an- I think another way to, to improve this would be just to take away the die roll and just eliminate it from your ship, remove it from the game, and just replace two masts on the target ship with two with fire masts. Yeah. That could potentially make it overpowered, but that, I would like that as opposed to being obscure. I think that would work yep. if it was one fire mast. I think that would be decent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just get, give up your shoot action for uh, for one turn. Okay. But, bombardiers may be more usable. You could put this on yeah. a bombardier. Yeah. Maybe. Let's move um, on to the next one. Yeah. That would be me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm actually just going to do these together because they're virtually the same thing. We've got the, oh, yeah. uh, the French and English royal decrees. So, respectively, each time this ship sinks a non-French or non-English ship, randomly choose one gold coin on a wild island and put it on your home island. So, uh, the French is out sinking the English, and the English are out fi- searching for the French. So, again, reinforcing the story of England versus France in the set. Um, pretty interesting in smaller games, not so useful, but it might be a lot better. It, it could see a lot of action in a higher point game like your campaign games. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like the concept. But, I just yeah. haven't really had a chance to use them all that much, though. So. It's kind of interesting. I think I've misinterpreted or misread these yeah, a couple times because I've, um, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> uh, randomly choose one gold coin on a wild island. I've kind of like glossed over that bit and just like, you know, randomly gotten a coin from outside the game <laughs> and placed it on my home island for these things. Oh, like one of those hundred coins. <laughs> no, not one of those, just like, you know, a random coin. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Right. I mean, I can only see this being useful if a hybrid finds it. Yeah. Or you oh, can yeah. give it away, but it would take yeah, a Yeah, you could transfer it. Yeah. That's kind of uh, a pain, though, to me. So. Yeah. <laughs> you could get but really the other- lucky. I think uh, I might have asked in the, uh, in the rules thread, let me peek at the code here, but there could be weird interactions where you transfer home UTs that don't apply you know like what if you get like what if you put wolves on your on your home island <laughs> i was gonna say <laughs> or blood money on your own home island 
Yeah. Okay, so it says, so the code, it says, if the randomly chosen treasure is a unique treasure, it is placed on your home island. If it, it has no effect, even if it would normally produce a gold value, and cannot be loaded by any ship. So it's just a dud, basically. It just nixes it. So, oh well. Hmm. That's cool. The other, thing, the other thing to think about with the with these uh, unique treasures is, in a 40-point game, there are, fleets are generally like two, three, maybe four ships, right? Yeah. So, yeah. um you're only going to get a couple of a couple of uses out of this one treasure so it's pro- it like i was saying it's probably a lot more useful in larger games where there are a lot more ships to sink yep oh yeah yeah bigger games or find it early in a smaller game yeah, oh, that's yeah. True. good point mm-hmm. all right let's move on to deck cannon yeah. there goes eric oh, pardon me i had to yawn i'm sorry Mm-hmm. All right, deck cannon. This ship gains a 2S cannon that may shoot from any mass. Deck cannon can be eliminated only when this ship sinks. I like Kinda that. cool. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it too. Uh, I think it was one of my favorite UTs from the set. Uh, artwork kind of makes it out to look like a carronade, kind of. Like yeah. you might have find on the on an English ship of the line. It looks like it's cast out of bronze, though, or something. The artwork. Yeah. Might have been. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, anyways, once... Um, I think once this you get this on a ship, it's just a regular 2S cannon, which yeah, exactly. I guess means you could apply uh, cannon bonuses to it. Yep. Yeah, that's or... what it says in the pirate code. Yep. Uh-huh. Cool. I'm not familiar about all the crazy things you could do with this, but I'm thinking about like you know, uh, using a specialist on this 2S cannon, using an equipment on the 2S cannon, yep. or something like that. Hmm. What's real nice about this is because it's a unique treasure, you could find it and then give it to another ship, which is yep. cool. Yeah, yep. I would want to. Uh, I would want to get this on board a uh, a two master or one. Yeah, a two master with only two S guns and broadsides attack. Yeah. Oh. Because then you could roll up somewhere and basically hit somebody with four shots worth. Yeah. Well, broadsides attack still wouldn't count this cannon though because it's another ability, not an actual cannon. It would though, wouldn't it? Because the ship gains a cannon. Right, but it's getting the cannon from an ability, and broadside attack would negate that. Hmm. I'm looking it up, but I don't know that the code will have anything. It doesn't. This say might be under like the same gray area about you know if you use like um those uh, eliminate a treasure gain a three S cannon. Uh, this might be similar to that in that you know once the cannon is there, it's just treated like a regular cannon. I think. I mean, I that's so, kind of how because... I like thought of it and maybe played it. I don't think I've used broadsides with this. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe research is required. We'll ask Wolf. I don't. Yeah, yeah I'll ask Wolf later. I don't see anything in the pirate code under either one. So that I'm says thinking... you can't. So yeah, if it says you can't. That means you can. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. A tough okay. One. It, it, it is kind of a gray area, but yeah, it's technically an ability, but then the ship like gains the cannon, so it's like one of the cannon, and it doesn't. It's that, not yeah. quite like a musketeer in terms of crew, right. so it might still work. That is a weird one. All right, yeah, we'll go uh, to clarification later. Yeah. All right, so I guess I got the Wolf, next one. if you're listening. So the next one is ammunition, which is another rare UT number 099, and when revealed, this player chooses a piece of equipment with shot in the name from outside the game and assigns it to this ship. That equipment does not take up cargo space. This one is I one like I really that. Um, and That's I've used cool. it a bunch of times, and we're going to get to the shots pretty soon. Um, exploding shot is worth three points, so you kind of get a freebie three-point 
equipment a lot of times, or you could pick one based on the situation you're in, maybe smoke pot um, shot if you wanted to, if you had like a gold runner with reverse captain or something like that to, for a defensive strategy. Um, so this one I like, I like a lot and uh, I've used it a bunch, a lot of fun. <coughs> you yeah. can transfer it too, it's nice. The the equipment, or are you talking about the UT? No, nah, the shot. Put it on a gunship. Mm, true, yeah, you oh. can transfer the UT before revealing it. That's true. Yep. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I think you could transfer the shot after, right? Yeah, but uh, see, assigned to the ship, that equipment does not take up cargo space. I'm guessing the yeah. lack of cargo space thing only applies on the ship that it's revealed on. I don't know. Let me look that up as well. I think yeah, that, that's going to need lo- that's going to need looking up definitely because with with the way it's worded, it seems like if you transferred it, it still wouldn't take up cargo space. But yeah, I I agree. I and, I'm and no longer when, an expert on the rules. Yeah, yeah. It says when reveal that you're supposed to reveal it at the island, or else it would say you can load the treasure face down, which it doesn't say that. So mm, the pirate code, true. all the pirate code says, equipment added by this unique treasure counts towards the ship's point limit. That's all the pirate code says. So, okay. So I'll figure out a post here soon. And the rules all right. Are. Then I'll read off. I will group up all the letters of Mark. Um, yeah. There is a French, English, Spanish, and American letter of Mark. And it says this ship can use parley against insert faction here ships. If the ship shoots at same insert faction here ship, remove insert faction here letter of Mark from the game. Uh, this is only useful if you know you're going up against that very faction. And yeah. if you know you're going up against a uh, faction, then you're probably gonna tilt your fleet to use faction bonuses anyway. And one point worth. I mean, it's one point for parley, but I'm not sure this is all that good. I actually no. think it's a really interesting niche piece that's like really underrated. But I, that being said, I haven't used it that much either. I think there's a lot of like hidden potential. Um, and I think it's worth further discussion, maybe on a later episode. But um, yeah. part of the reason maybe I say you can that, put it down as one of those discussion yeah. things. Yeah, part of the reason yeah. I say that yeah. is Harley, Harley is an underrated and kind of underutilized in general. And then with these, you could use the zero limit ransom plus five crew once you see your opponent's fleet to bring one of these in. And not only that, since they're only one point, they're easily used um, during launches for campaign games. So oh, if, yeah. If, yeah, so once you, you start the game, you could purchase these during launches and put them on gold runners, um, which I haven't done yet, but that's definitely a strategy I'd like to try out at least when I'm at war with somebody in a campaign game. That would be an interesting strategy, I think. Yeah, I've think used these cool. almost exclusively in the campaigns that I play in the summer yeah. uh, because they give like a ship that's using them parlay. And part of the rules for the summer campaigns I play, if you have parlay, you can... Uh, use it to trade at a trading port and not have to pay the gold fee. Nice, yeah. That's about the only reason these get used, at least for uh, in the campaigns. Mm-hmm. Nice. You know, if, if pirates allowed for like a sideboard, say like 15 points worth of pieces just kind of on the side that you could trade out with, um, these would be a lot more useful. Because um, then you could play a game against your opponent, then go into game two, uh, switch out the pieces in your side fleet, and say, all right, let's go again for game two. But other than that, yeah, these are kind of these are kind of useless, except for the situations you guys have already talked about. 
Yeah. Cool. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Dandari. Yeah. All right. I've got the I've got the grapple shot. I was about to say great, but no, it's grapple shot. <laughs> uh, once per turn, when this ship is given a shoot action, one of her cannons can shoot a grapple shot. Declare which cannon will shoot the grapple shot before rolling the d6. If it hits, do not eliminate a mast. Instead, the ship can initiate a boarding party against the target. If the cannon rolls one, remove grapple shot from the game. And all of this is for one point. So it's um, it's essentially an S or L board uh, with the uh, it's a cannon range shooting. board. It's a cannon range board. Yeah, there you go. So if you put this on a sniper, like the El Nacuto oh. or the Freedom's <laughs> Hand, and you hit, yeah. or and you've got like some nasty boarding thing back on your ship, and you win the board. Yeah. <laughs> This is like yeah. a fun one. I like the potential you could have with this, especially if you combo this up with um, like a sniper oh, and then some I, UTs that boost ranges. Yeah. You could think of like really nasty combos if you spent a ton of points. You could copy <laughs> you could copy extended range on a 10 mask with Nemo or something like that. Oh, that would be really man. Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yes. All kinds of fun can be had with Grapple Shot. Yeah, that being said, I, I I need to use it more. I ha- I've hardly used this one ever. So I, this yeah, is I just like the pirates. I think in Century Bakami right now, just put this on a ship. Nice. So we'll yeah, see should... what happens with that there. Yeah, Wait. this is one of the things that I need to put on my list of like stuff to use more, along with the letters of Mark. Actually, a question here. Yeah. So you can, if you make space on a flotilla, put equipment on board. Can you initiate a boarding party with a flotilla by using oh, this? Interesting. Uh, I think technically, yes, you could, but a flotilla doesn't have masts, so I why would you lose it? I, I'm saying, can you, not should you? Yeah. Well, I guess you can. <laughs> I, I think you could because I mean, there's nothing saying there's nothing that saying that you can't. I mean, you 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 obviously couldn't tow a flotilla if you cancel the keyword because there's no bow, but um, and it, the only reason it can't carry anything is, is because it doesn't have any cargo space. So, I mean, if so, if someone was using like Master Bianco to give um, Armada cargo cargo space, sure, you you could board it to kill whatever crew they put on there. Or you'd have to like, you know target like a one master or something and hope the other person rolls like a one because you're essentially starting out with zero. If you're using the flotilla, so you, all your boarding would have to come from the die roll. I know. Yeah. I'm saying can you, not should you. Um, oh, oh no, you were saying could you load it onto a flotilla? Oh, sure, I you think, could. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, you, yeah, if you have cargo space for it. Oh, yeah. Like, during um, game setup, when you're, like, placing crew and whatnot, um, you could, like, you know, put down your cargo master or whatever... Um, and so that would be like, you know, you'd have to either use something Spanish or the Minuteman, because those are the two factions that got Cargo Masters. I do, uh, have, so, another, uh, I do have another idea for this as well. Um, I'm guessing all of you guys are aware of, like, those weird ways people come up with to get super crazy range out of uh, some guns, like Nemo's Plans, Extended Range, uh, Sniping Ability, Power Cannons, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Give a ship yeah. crazy range and then have it shoot grapple shot. 
Yeah, that's kind of what I'm so saying. So you can do LLLL boarding instead of S boarding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, find a way to you do know? that on, like, you know, uh, like a cursed ship or something with, like, the white crew. Yeah, it's kind of Or same. something, you know, like, similar. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mental image on that, just kind of... Extended it's kind of weird to think about. Nemo. Or maybe instead of Nemo, Gold Capture could work, too. With extended mm, range, yeah. being it, something like that. Yeah, actually, uh, that... Well, the hard part is, as soon as you start stacking up stuff to get crazy range, you start mm. to run out of cargo space. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I think sticking to LL is... You know, that's still decent, so... Compared yeah. to S-board, so... Yeah, I mean, if you get, if you get lucky rolls talking, with, like, a standard sniper... You don't need to stack up so much. Yeah, exactly. It's still just, yeah. you know, quite fun. It's like, all right, I'm going to shoot you from El Pasel away, and then I'm going to board you from El Pasel away. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> so part, <laughs> part of the reason I wasn't saying something before that, um, I was pouring over the pirate code. The flotilla entry is pretty gigantic, and it says, a flotilla does not have mass, so abilities and effects that refer to mass have no effect. So I don't know if boarding is an effect. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'll have to ask about that one. Well, boarding is an action. Yeah, it's part yeah. of action. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it only uses mass mass to help calculate the odds of winning mm-hmm. versus like being an actual ability. It's in itself. So yeah, it would it would just get a plus zero to its boarding roll. Is is all it is. Huh. Yeah, I figured that would be about how it works. Even though yeah. it has a flag, a flag is not a mast, as I think the code already establishes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think we can move on to smoke pot shot, unless anybody yeah. else has stuff they want to say. No, I'm good. No. All right. All right. So um, smoke pot shot. I believe that's me. Is it? Yep. I think so. All right. Smoke pot shot. Uh, three points equipment. Once per turn, when a ship is given a shoot action, whatever cans can shoot a smoke pot shot. You do not need to target a ship. Simply place the center of a flat bank within S of this ship. It can't touch or any island or ship. Move the fog bank at the beginning of your next turn. Uh, okay, smoke pot specialists are two points. Why is this three? No, the specialists are three, too, unfortunately. Really? They are? I thought they were yeah. two. Yep. Yeah. All oh, those okay, specialists, um, no, let's see. They should be two. I wish they were. I talked about that on, I think it was a blog, maybe? Something like that. Yeah, I don't actually understand why this needs to exist. All factions got smoke pot specialists. Well, all factions got fire pot specialists too, but now we have fire shot and exploding shot. Well, yeah. those two have a big exploding shot is extra. Fire yeah. shot's kind of boring so am I. a little bit. That's true. <laughs> yes, smoke pot shot is like the most similar to the specialist because it's basically the same. So yeah, I wish. Well, I mean, they were... since you can never miss, you can never eliminate it. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait. Um, one thing: it's not crew. And when you lose a boarding party, you can lose crew, but are you able to lose equipment? No, you're not. No. To, no. So smoke pot shot, then it's kind of, it's kind of immune then. Yeah, which can be bad because you might want to sacrifice the specialist first for the captain, for example. Maybe, yeah. 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 But yeah, I think these should be two, same with the specialist. But that being said, you know, I kind of just another niche option for the. For the strategies that use this, like home island raiding with fog hopping and that sort of thing. So, our work is kind yeah. of neat. It reminds me of the, the bludgers from Harry Potter, kind of. A lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to the next, next one, one, and i got to do a quick break. Uh, chain shot is the next equipment, and it's one point. 
And this one's uncommon as well. Once per turn, when this ship is given a shoot action, one of her cannons can shoot a chain shot. Declare which cannon will shoot the chain shot before rolling a d6. If the shot hits, do not eliminate a mass. Instead, the target can't move on her next turn. If the cannon rolls a 1, remove chain shot from the game. So, half the price of the chain shot specialist, because it's got that negative where you can lose it. But I think this one is, is usable. Same with grapple shot. I need to use it more. I just haven't, I haven't really experienced it too much. Thing with chain shot specialists actually, so I think both have some niche uses, um, but I'd still rather use fire shot for the most part, and sometimes stink pot shot as well. So it's okay for one point, but not great. I mean, I'd say Nubian Prince is, comes to mind for this one. That's literally what I was gonna say. <laughs> um, yeah. Any ship with the uh, can't be shot at within S, where you trap somebody within range of that ability, is going to be the perfect place to use this. Um, it's obviously not a guaranteed hit, so it won't always work. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, you can't always escape the within S range of uh, one of those ships and get yourself into a decent shooting position anyway. So I don't have yeah, much well, to add on top of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, neither do I. I, w- I was saying Nubian Prince because um, it's got a rank two cannon, whereas with like uh, Le Bonaparte, all of, all of her cannons are three. So with. Um, right. With Nubian Prince, you've got a more reliable cannon to to shoot the chain shot from. What's um, what's that one UT from Mysterious Islands where one cannon you shoot automatically hits? Is that targeting scope? I believe so. I think that's targeting scope. Periscope? So chain, uh, no. No, periscope lets you look at treasury. I think it is targeting yeah. scope. Okay, so targeting scope, Nemo's plans, and chain shot, you can permanently immobilize a ship. And if you have the can't be shot at within S, then you can, in theory, keep them, well, you can keep them immobilized and you can't be shot back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they would hate you forever. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. they would. <laughs> but such is the way of piracy. <laughs> They're more like guidelines. <laughs> All right, who's got the next one? Um, it'll be me. I'm writing down something real quick, uh, that idea specifically. Targeting scope. Okay, next one is Grape Shot. Once per turn, when the ship is given a shoot action, one of her cannons may shoot a Grape Shot. Declare which cannon will shoot the Grape Shot before rolling a D6. If it hits, eliminate a crew instead of a mast. If the cannon rolls a 1, remove Grape Shot from the game. It's one point. So it's... Eliminate a crew instead of a mast. Um, I'm trying to figure out a, a situation in which this is expressly better than, you know, firing a normal shot. Uh, well, I mean, if your opponent has a ton of crew, a bunch of good fighting crew, you might as well have something that can take them out. I actually, mean, it, one idea I've just had. Um, a cargo eliminator, uh, eliminator like Asesino de la Nave, can you trade destroying a mast for killing a second crew? Ben? You might be able to get um, uh, two cargo then with Grape Shot. Yeah. I'm about with um, one of those cargo eliminators. Yeah. Um, so. I was talking about how Grape Shot doesn't seem all that useful, but then I'm like, well, if you put it on Asesino de la Nave, can you trade the mass damage to kill a second crew? And uh, I yeah. think there's at least one faction out there that has, you know, a uh, first 
shot this ship hits each turn it kills a crew can you stack those three abilities and kill three crew with a single shot i think some of them might um <clears throat> it just says pirate code i don't know it's kind of kind of weird it says use of this ability is optional for the cargo wrecking and you may choose whether or not to apply this ability after each hit it says you may also eliminate one cargo so i feel like you have to take out the mass in order to pick out the cargo so i'd rather just use the regular cannon in that case so yeah i mean i'd rather like use using... regular cannon anyway yeah mm-hmm. great yeah, shot in general I, I do like i find it pretty useful um it's a good uh, it's a good one in general if you need to take out crew so and then you can use it with like two l three l guns which is nice so it's decent and, and it is only one point so yeah. it's not it's not like you're giving up too much for the option of killing a crew over a mast yeah all right. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, who's next up with Stinkpot Shot? That would be me. So we've, we've got a ball that Grim the Savage kind of let loose. Go <laughs> <laughs> back, back to that discussion. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, so, again, this is once per turn. Choose a cannon before you roll the dice. Um, if it hits, don't eliminate a mask. Instead, the target's crew cannot use their abilities on her turn because they're so grossed out because it smells so bad. And because it's a shot equipment, if it comes, it, it, you eliminate it on the result of a one. Um, it's pretty good. It's kind of, it's a nice all around counselor, not as reliable as someone say like Lenoir, but um, the range can, te- can technically be increased to L because you shoot it from a cannon instead. But you also have the chance of missing because you still have to roll a die. Yeah, I think but, this is. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, you, you go ahead. Okay, I think this is one of the most underrated game pieces in the whole game because for one point, you can if you hit, which isn't that hard a lot of times. You might use it with two L guns, maybe with world heater stuff like that. You can cancel all of the target's crew for their next crew. It's not limited to one. So it's way cheaper than cancelers, and you can affect many more than just one ability. So Stinkbot Shot, I think, is still one of the most underrated and underutilized things in the game. I've used it um, sometimes to decent effect, and uh, it's one of my favorite equipment as a result, along with Fire Shot and uh, Exploding Shot. Can you combine it with Lenoir and, say, if you hit with this, uh, then use Lenoir's ability on the ship? Yeah, you could do that, yep. So you can just blast them with disabling <laughs> stuff. Yeah, if you want. Yeah, disable the crew and disable the ship itself. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Um, hmm, although the downside, the downside to having just the sting pot, though, is because you have to use a shoot action. Um, you can't use it defensively against a captain. So um, unlike with with a cancel crew like Lenoir that you can use as soon as the, the enemy ship gets within range. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to cancel your captain, so you can't shoot me now. Yep. Um, you have to actually wait till actually, they're actually in range, or you, or you have to get the first shot off. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. You can combo it up with the limited edition version here, which I'm looking at is slightly different. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that, though, a little bit later. Um, who has exploding shot? Would be I serious. believe that's me. You might want to get that checked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for three points, uh, you get um, exploding shot. Once per turn, when this ship is given a shoot action, one of her cannons can shoot an exploding shot. Declare which cannon will shoot the exploding shot before rolling the d6. 
it hits, the target's controller replaces mask with fire mask and eliminates a crew. Cannon rolls one, remove exploding shot from the game, and eliminate a mask from the ship. Highly destructive, and I like it. Yep. If so I use this... Go ahead. Uh, I use this over fire shot any chance I get, uh, because I don't like setting myself on fire. I'd just rather, like, you know, have yeah. a mask eliminated. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, I was about to make that point, too. It's yeah. more powerful on offense than fire shot is because you immediately kill a crew too. Yeah. Yeah. But for three times the cost, sometimes I shy away from it because it is pretty expensive. You can still lose it with a one. It still damages your ship if you lose it. And for three points, you could get fire shot, grape shot, and stink pot shot with enough cargo. So it's great. Mm. Um, but I think the price is a little bit kind of hinders how amazing it is a little bit. Still, still pretty cool though. And this one, I don't know if somebody mentioned it, along with Smoke Pot Shot, if anybody's listening and they think they're one point, they are supposed to be three. It's a, it's a misprint, unfortunately. So, oh well. Um, these versions are three. All right. I'm actually playing with ideas for this, but I can't get into one of the ideas until we start the next one, which I think is yours, Ben. Yeah. Cool. So Double Shot is the last equipment for now uncommon and it's one point once per turn when the ship is given a shoot action one of her cannons can shoot a double shot Declare which cannon will shoot the double shot before rolling the d6 if it hits the cannon can shoot again if either cannon roll is one remove double shot from the game and eliminate a mass from this ship so i don't like this one because i don't really roll that well in shoot actions and i do roll you know a decent amount of ones so even if you hit with the first one you might roll a one with the second shot so this one i find uh, very high risk, and the reward is kind of meth, so I'd much rather use Grape Shot, Stingpot Shot, or Fire Shot for one point. So this one, I haven't used much, and I don't really plan to all that much in the future. Well, speaking of said shots, um, I was playing with this while you guys were talking about other shots. Are you allowed to stack other kinds of shot on top of this? Say, activate double shot, and then say, this first shot that I fire is going to be exploding shot, and then if that hits, say, this next one I fire is going to be grape shot. I'm not sure. I don't know if you have to only assign one shot per cannon per turn, but if not, you could do that. Because it doesn't say you can't. Yeah. I, okay. I I might rule that roll it that way, but the other the other thing to consider is that um, it would also take up two more cargo space if you're going to do that. So I think that would actually balance out in that um, in that manner. Yeah. So yeah. well, you'd I, be you'd be taking up a whole three space just on equipment. You would, and that's kind of a big price to pay. Um, mm-hmm. I had another Especially idea. if, like, all of them backfire at once. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I did have another idea that was related to something uh, we came up with earlier. Do you remember we were talking about Hargreaves? Oh, yeah. Hargreaves plus yeah. double shot would probably greatly increase his utility, and then I thought, well, why not throw that together with the combination I thought of earlier, Hargreaves, double shot, Lester, and Musketeer. I'm seeing in the pirate code, it's under equipment, and it says only one shot equipment or specialist crew can be assigned to each cannon on a ship. So, there you go. Mm. (laughs) Good idea, but yeah, it's dead in the water now. Yeah. That's why I like having the code up so you can get instant answers when they're available, at least. 
Mm-hmm. Usually we um, get like two or three rules questions per set review at the end. So. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> of course, g- given given the kind of the price you would have to pay for that suggestion, I still I might just house rule that. Like, if you're willing to spend the cargo on that, yeah. go for it. <laughs> yeah, Extra I weapons. mean, I've got the captain over here. Yeah, if your rolls are good enough, then uh, the fact that you're spending so much on that cargo space says, oh, that's fair. <laughs> or so the house rules say. Um, uh, now that we've gone through double shot, I want to talk about the generic crew just sort of in general with this set. They actually had, was this the first time that they had unique artwork for every uh, single... Uh-huh. Rise uh, of the Fiends started. Rise that. of the Fiends is the first. Okay. Um, let's see. I do want to point out on 112 that Pirate Cannoneer, there appears to be a signature in the top right, possibly an artist's signature. Yeah. KY07, Katie? I don't know. Heidi? Looks like a Katie Young or something. Oh. Huh. Who knows? Well, if it does say 07, that would have been maybe when the art was done. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe. Possible. Yeah, it came out in April 2008, so probably. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, I think next up, then, are the super rares, and I think it's Vindari's turn to start. Yeah, yeah. I have get to start off with the skin flare. I really uh, I like the art on this one. I love the uh, the shiny blades on her. Yeah. Um, the, the, skin, the skin sails are a nice touch and kind of fit the namesake <laughs> here. Like they flayed skin and uh, hoisted him up. Uh, so she is a switchblade with eternal. Uh, super rare. Point value is 21. And for, for that amount of points, you are getting four cargo space, base move of L, four 2S cannons. Um, I, I, I like her. I think she's definitely one of the better um, switchblades. Um, she, I agree. She's got fantastic guns, great cargo. Uh, she's still a little slow, but like they're all slow except for the saber. Um, but she's she's a gorgeous ship. I oh yeah, yeah. I think it's probably cool. one of the more playable ones. Yeah, I think it's a cool concept, and I like her quite a bunch. Way better than the sickle, which we talked about oh, yeah. a month ago. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is one of the best switchblades. Sometimes I like the saber better for crazy crew setups, but this one can get pretty crazy too with the curse. So a lot oh, of yeah. combos here, same as skull, white crew, maybe some version of Davy Jones or Phantasma. So you've got got a lot of great options here. So nice switchblade. Yeah. I also find the plastic that she's made from is quite durable too. <laughs> I'm guessing you found that out the hard way. I mean, I have um, one. Yeah, I I think also this is probably one of, if not outright, the best Switchblade because its base stats are actually pretty strong, unlike most of the rest of them. Eternal's undercosted. Switchblade is a little expensive, but honestly, this is probably at the right price, yeah. considering that Eternal's too cheap, Switchblade is too expensive, the base stats are mostly decent. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say either version of same of this goal is useful because switchblades have their emphasis on boarding. So you could use, um, if you really wanted, the Davy Jones Curse version of same of this goal and White Crew. Yep. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a cargo space along the way. 
for like mm -hmm. a, a one point equipment or something like a, a double shot or a fire shot deal extra damage yeah because yeah, you, you a pretty nasty ship there yeah and you yeah. would need um see you would need an oarsman because it's got eternal and you would need a helmsman because the base move is only l yeah yep and if you could turn this into a one one ship deathmatch fleet yeah basically oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so then you'll also need a ship right yeah in yeah. theory um, or just always get the first shot in yeah I, if you can i would really want an s border on this just because but the curse only have so much. Do they even have an S border? I don't think. I don't think true. they do. Don't but the fact that it's a switchblade means you don't ever have to ram with one of these things. I know, you but can't you stack? You can, um, can't you just uh, stack switch. the uh, S board and the switchblade? You can. Uh, well, you, you could, but you could. any ship you touch the with, the, with the blades, you could um, uh, board. So I if know. there was a wide enough gap, you could sail right between two ships. And uh, switchblade both and of them. Both, both. Yeah, I know. I know. That's the point. <laughs> yep. I like how anyway. like I like um, how you could S board from the blade range to get like it's almost like an SS board in the range. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. That's kind of mm -hmm. what I was thinking. Kind of jump. Yeah, actually, kinda are you allowed to do that? Yeah, I don't know, and I don't know why not. You can retract them or extend them whenever you want. So you should be able to like have white crew theoretically would like run along the blades and then jump off and jump by s <laughs> yeah actually uh, uh, yeah actually i'm gonna put that down as a rules question can the can the s be measured from literally anywhere yeah it can be it's not much, yeah it's pretty much that already, might be interesting it's pretty much already answered so. well i haven't i have a couple details to the question that i want to oh, okay. pose to wolf one of them being if you have a flame strike cannon, can you measure the S from the end of the flame? Oh, oh no, you can't. <laughs> uh, do that. that would be a no because technically yeah. the, that flame doesn't exist. Yeah, that that is the um, flame. But it does. It's part of the ship. No, uh, the rules <laughs> specifically state that the flame part is actually not a physical part of the ship, even though in the real world it is physically part of the ship. Yeah, the um, flame strike part acts as the S, so you measure with it instead of from yeah, it. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. It's a very fancy S measure. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very fancy measurement tool. It, it doesn't exist in, as far as the game itself is concerned. Uh, uh, so, like, you know, a firebender or something. <laughs> <laughs> Although, God, Mason, yeah. for fun, sometimes if you have two bombardiers, you can connect one of the flame strikes to the end of another one and have it, you know, be a big flamethrower. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that would have to be extra. Yeah, and then sometimes it gets fragile and falls off. So, oh well. Yeah, I'd say probably yeah. more than sometimes. <laughs> I honestly never even use those, just because it's awkward to use that piece. Yeah, you could attach it to the to the switchblade, and then have fire coming out of the, out of both of those. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's like, a jet-propelled ship. Like you yeah. know, extend the blades and oh, get two bombardier pieces and put them on the back. <laughs> oh, actually, wait. Nice. How about every single little open notch? Uh, how about somebody gets, say, a, uh, a five master, and then instead of the jib sail up front, there's just a big fire yeah. coming out the front of it. And off of the tab where the flag goes. Movie. Yeah, Zarek, this is a good idea for like physical customs. You could have like a curse ship, really like a five master, and then instead of the middle <laughs> mast, just have the bombardier flame strike like straight up in the air and call it like the pyre 
or some kind of like oh, death pyre. Cool. It's a really, really better, short, just... very fiery smokestack. Yeah, yeah, it's a good custom idea. Yes. Might have Even to better, just put fire masks in the entire thing and then ramp things with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah like everything else catches on fire. Oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's like fire ships. Like my, I actually did a custom actually, about that. I, yeah. I actually had an idea for a custom ship, Ben. I actually told you about it. The uh, the Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we read through that on the podcast once. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Um, I think I had a similar idea at some point. I don't remember the details of it, except for the fact that when you ram things, they're on fire. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, uh, I think it's Billy's turn to read the Silver Coffin. Alrighty, Silver Coffin, uh, seven points. Uh, zero cargo space, base move T because you're a flotilla. Cannons of 4L, 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 and 4L, and you are cursed. Uh, you've got flotilla and extended range. Um, not very good necessarily. Uh, however, this is, I think, one of two flotilla that have L range cannons on them. So your effective firing arc is L plus L, and you don't need cannon bonuses, you're just extended. Uh, so you could uh, take go either way with this. You could say it's bad. You could say it's good. Um, I'm not sure myself uh, how I feel about the silver coffin. I think it's I'm not fond like of the cost. accuracy. Yeah, I think it's decent, but I'd rather use the death anchor with the three. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. I think uh, my thoughts are because it does have all L range guns. Uh, it's worth improving. It's worth figuring out ways to get bonuses on it. You can't get any crew on board, so don't try. But I would say that if you can figure out ways to improve the gun ranks, it may be one of the better ones. If you don't improve it, though, the rank four guns are just not accurate enough, and they're not very good. Well, if if you have a mixed fleet with Spain or something, you could use uh, Roberto Santana. Yep. I think mm-hmm. yeah, I've made some at least one custom curse crew with that ability too. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've got about twenty minutes left here. Um, mm-hmm. well, so if we're not done, feel free to continue without me. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, I think coming back around to Ben with a Tabitha McGuarn. Yeah. Oh, nice. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so Tabby, as I call her, Tabitha McGuarn gets another mm-hmm. version here. This one's the super rare version. Six points, curse crew. Loyal to the Cursed, and L Mover. So give the ship a move action, but do not move her. Instead, roll a D6 on a result of 5 or 6. Move an enemy ship L in any direction. So this one is cool. The picture doesn't show that her eyes are, like, glowing silver. The light's not on her eyes. It's really crazy when you first, like, encounter her. Yeah. Because you're used to seeing her in the database, but then when you actually get the crew ship out, it's like, whoa, it's kind of freaky. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of freaks you out because you don't expect it to be so shiny um, from the database picture, at least. But it's a slightly disappointing because Screaming Mimi is a clone, uh, or, well, this girl is a clone of Screaming Mimi from Davy Jones' Curse, another super rare Curse crew. But that being said, the Curse could use more L movers because it's a decent ability, especially for a gimmicky faction like the Curse. And I proved in Vassal Campaign Game 1 that it can be pretty effective, actually, um, oh, yeah. in a pretty brutal and kind of mean way. So, uh, in terms of mind control, the Curse are pretty much the best faction for that. And uh, this version of Tabby is kind of comparable, I guess, in in how good she is compared to the Proveny Nationality three-point crew from DJC. Very different, but both decent, if not 
all that exceptional. So I think she's usable, and I like it in bigger games, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do like the ability, like um, just to get, just to get an enemy ship closer to you. Like if you're chasing down a gold runner, it's like, oh no, you don't. You're coming back here, or oh hey, there's a reef nearby. You just sailed right over that, <laughs> or even a fog bank. Nah. Or even a fog bank. Now nah, Vendari's uh, with um the reef. Uh, I've had that done to me a couple times when I've like you know been using the Balquan, and I've done that to people against like you know their capital ships. It's at one end when you do it, it's fun when you're doing it to someone else, but when it gets used against you, you instantly hate it. Yeah, it's one of those kind of abilities where it's like, well, it's a love hate kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. It's pretty mean, <laughs> I guess. Mind control is kind of a mean tactic, to be to be honest. Um, but it makes sense for the curse because they're yeah, but it's so much fun to faction. do. And then also, um, in CG1, the map was not round earth, so if you L moved a ship off the map, it was removed from play, along with everything above. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. So if you stack up two L movers and maybe Davy Jones 6 roll, you could fling a ship pretty far, which is what my mind control fleet is about. So it can be... Oh, goodness. Yeah, this is one of the the three cursed pieces that have this ability. Uh, There's her, Mimi, and then Suro, the serpent, has this. Yeah. Hmm. So if you could combo all three of those and then Jones. <laughs> and then the MIs, Mysterious Islands. Yeah, if because why them. not? Yeah, that's where it gets really crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that the Cursed at least have this almost sort of to themselves, but, you know, so it's their thing. But at the same time, I sort of wish another faction had some of this at least. Yeah, uh, the French some. have one of these crew from, um, I think, the French got one, and I think the original version of George Washington the Bow has this. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you might be right. Yeah, we are. So they are better yeah. equipped to take to take advantage of it because those factions have rerollers. Yeah. The Kirsch don't have any that were released by WizKids, but I've got at least one custom. Yeah. I don't I know about anyone else. Like that. Yeah, I've oh, got yeah, at cool. least one now too. The Fiddler's Green has it built in, but that's not oh, a bad ship for eleven points. So fiddly diddly. That's what I should have said. They don't have a re-rolling crew. They've got re-rolling ships. Yeah. But, but I think still, they don't ship, I think that's their, that ship is, I think, their only ship with it, too. So there's very yeah. limited. So. Mm. And that ship's not too bad, so I'd almost rather use her and put one of these on, like, a six-point turtle ship or something similar. Yeah. Like, you actually use this. I think you did that in CG3, like the sarcophagus or something, because then you can't board them to eliminate the outmovers. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's actually a niche use for those crappy turtle ships from DJC <laughs> in big games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'd like to uh, run through Soulmark real quick. It's basically the same thing as, uh, what was it? Letters of Mark. Yeah, except Letters of Mark above, except it applies to the Cursed. Uh, otherwise, it's no different. Do you mind if I just gloss over that and do a ship instead? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. it's, it's it's literally just the cursed um, letter of Mark. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, so I guess we'll get into the SE box ships, the first of which is HMS Resolution. This is an English one. This is four masts, of course, which are 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S. It's 11 points, three cargo, L move, plus one to cannon rolls against French ships. Uh, that's just, that's not even vanilla. That's just like saltine crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very dull. Yep. The yeah. artwork's kind of dull. Yeah. It's basically yeah, a not-so-good version of HMS Dover. 
Yeah, not yeah. good. Yeah. I will say Soulmark looks almost like uh, Black Spot, like Curse of Black Spot type idea. I think that must yeah. have been the idea. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I'm still, the, the ship is so boring, I'm still thinking about Soulmark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, I was just kind of thinking about how they would have uh, made this, and I think all they did was take one of the letters of Mark and superimpose a black mark on it. Like, they went into Photoshop and just cut, painted over it in black. Yeah, it looks like Wait, I mean, let's, it, it, can we scroll up and see? It Wait. is. It, it is like because it doesn't even look like it conforms to the to the bend in the paper. It's just flat. Yeah, and if yeah. you notice, all the letters of Mark have this like oversized crest at the top that actually kind of leeches off the paper and onto the table. Oh yeah, there's yeah. that too. And they've all got the same little ribbon thing on the bottom. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well. I'm gonna move on to the next ship with the Knox. The Knox uh, ship. It's the counterspell for Lumos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is uh, a gorgeous ship. She's got the same paint job as the uh, the Fantasia from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, very mystical, starry stuff. It looks nice. Very unrealistic. Um, but she is almost a carbon copy of HMS Revolution for the French. Um, with uh, the only difference is she's she costs one point less at ten. And instead of the two three L's in the middle, she's got two three S. She is basically the same thing. It, it's another reinforcement of the English versus French war in the set. Yeah. All right, Zarek, go to you. Yep. Well, the artwork right. is the best part. Well, uh, oh, yeah, I actually want to talk about like, this. Like Little oh, okay. or something, <laughs> which I've never seen. Wasn't this but... one of the ones that was designed by somebody? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was, maybe. I don't know. I don't have a copy, so I can't confirm that. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I I mean, it looks like it would have been, but yeah. um, I'd say on its own, I want to call this a better ship than HMS Resolution, even if by a small amount, because she's one point cheaper. She's got more uniform guns, so you can apply bonuses a little bit easier. Um, still not an exceptional ship, and I would rather use Tepent from... Yeah. Rise of the Fiends, oh, yeah. which is almost identical, yep. except but you get Eternal, eternal. one more point. Yep. Yeah. I think, yeah, is it one more point? Is there three more points for Eternal? It's 11. No, I thought so. it was about the... Okay, yeah, so it's only one point. more point. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather use Teppan. Nox yeah, is a very too. pretty ship, though, and I wish I had her. Yeah. The yeah. next one is designed by a fan. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so we've got the Lucky Seven. All right, four-masted pirate ship for 13 points. Uh, you get four cargo spaces, base move L, all four 3S cannons, and if, uh, this ship can dock at an enemy home island and load one treasure. If able, she must leave on your next turn. It's another pirate home island raider. Mm. They've got like 20. <laughs> well, that that does sound like a good theme for the pirates. I mean, oh yeah. It, I mean, Curse of the Black Pearl, the first time you see any a- actual piracy action, it's the Black Pearl taking on Port Royal. Yeah, but pirates never really did that. They didn't sack yeah. out. Well, but sometimes they did. Like, but it was, was a cool common. action scene in the movie, regardless. That was a cool yeah. thing. Uh, so, 13 points, 4 cargo spaces. Uh, uh, this is an armed Home Island Raider. Um, put on, like, you know, either Hammersmith or just a regular captain and helmsman and some kind of oarsman in case you get boarded. Uh, to get in, grab the treasure, and then get the heck out yeah. and, you know, fight off whatever the heck is coming to get you. Yeah. It's not even all that good for that, though, honestly. Yeah. 
Cannons aren't that great. I would rather use Raven's Neck with Devereaux and a Helmsman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe find some way to get... Yeah, actually, maybe Devereaux plus Hammersmith. Yeah. Yeah, I'd that say. could work. Um, this yeah, one... The I, Raven's Neck? Yeah. I'll try to confirm sometime. I think this may have been made by Diotu 4 with the design. who's a former member of Miniature Trading and one of the better members at miniature trading in terms of fleet activity and uh, I don't know, just positivity. A lot of his posts on the forum were super enthusiastic, I remember. And he's come back a few times. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was him. I'll have to check my check my ship sometime, and then I might make a comment on the miniature. I do like the artwork of the hull, at least. The, the sails are kind of weirdly white for a pirate ship, which makes her stand out. And I think the yeah. hull work is decent. But And I do, I have read about privateers um raiding coastal towns and ports and cities very often um maybe a lot more than like genuine pirates kind of like towing the line i guess but anyway um i'm trying to think my next actually looks like yeah you are cool so the crocodile is the next one this is a cursed special edition four master one of the box ships the last of the four 11 points, 4 mass, 3 cargo, I'll move. Cannons are 3S, 3L, 3L, 3S, same as the resolution. And the ship gets plus 100 cannon rolls against pirate ships. So another boring 4 master with a faction bonus. And this one might be the best of the three, just because the pirate's the best faction of those three, that the bonus is applied. And the most numerous. Exactly. Um, but that being said, it's uh, pretty boring overall. And still nothing exceptional. The art is great, though. Yeah. 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 The cells look like they got scales on them. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, Too that bad that's all we really have to say about it. Mm-hmm. All right, on to Scepter, not Spectre, which oh, is spelled similarly. Um, Scepter is a is number 200. I'm not actually sure how the ship was distributed. We'll talk about that later. This is a three-masted French schooner. It's nine points. It has three cargo, L-move, all three S guns, and then the Explorer keyword. So it's really vanilla. It's nothing all that interesting. But I do know it's really rare, and I don't actually know how it was distributed. What do you know about the ship, Ben? Um, that's what I'm looking up right now. I can't remember exactly yeah. how it came. It might have been in the... Uh, I'm trying to think if it was part of the factory set, similar to Rise of the Fiends, but I'll look it up, and we can talk about other ones in the in the meantime. And it's yeah, weird because oh, the name I, the name is even weirder because the scepter from Crimson Coast, that pirate cheerleader. Um, so there's like triple name confusion with this one. If you yeah. So yeah, it's uh, really rare. I also kind of want to know what this ship looks like constructed because the only picture in miniature trading is of the deck plate. Um, are the sails yeah. interesting at all? Or I don't know. No idea. Nobody owns it. Probably like thirty bucks yeah, or more. I don't think any of us have one of these. One of these. Yeah. All right, yeah. let's see if we can get in touch with Old Man then. Yeah. <laughs> if he can get um, us a picture. Yeah, although most of Old Man's pictures have disappeared. Um, I went through like one of those historical threads recently, and all the linked pictures were gone, yeah. unfortunately. Aww, Probably photo bucket stuff. But um, yeah, yeah, Scepter is, I think the reason why none of us have it, even though one occasionally surfaces for sale, is because it's not an interesting ship in any way. No, it's not. It's super boring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, from a, from a playing standpoint, this is kind of bleh. From a collector, yeah. this is solid gold. Yeah, basically. Um, 
But let's roll onward. Uh, let's talk about this version of Chain Shot here. Who starts this? Uh, that would be me, done. actually. All right. So it's it's a Chain Shot. The only difference between this and the other version is that it costs one point instead of three. Which no. I mean, does the previous one cost one point as well? No, yeah. does it? Oh no, I'm thinking of another. I'm thinking of a different one. Yeah, I yeah, think there's like I mean, no difference between the two. There's no difference here. It's just limited edition. All yeah. right. Then uh, why so why don't uh, Vendari, why don't you uh, tell us about the HMS Morningstar? Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got the English version of the HMS Morningstar right here. Um, so this version of the ship uh, costs 14 points, has four cargo space, space move of L, and her cannons are 2S on the bow and stern, and the middle three are 3L. And ramming cannot eliminate this ship's masts. Kind of an okay version of the ship. Um, I would probably use the HMS Apollo over this. Yeah. Actually, I guarantee you I would use HMS Apollo over this. Yeah. It's the same price, uh, but it's slightly faster. Guns are okay, but it also has a link. I would say yeah. this is it's still a pretty solid ship, considering what you're paying for it. Yeah. Um, although the ability is almost entirely redundant based on the fact that this ability is more valuable on smaller ships because of how the ramming system works, it's next to useless on this. Um, well, it's I, next to useless on this when the Morningstar is healthy. Exactly. Once yeah. you get shot at like two or three times and you're down to like, you know, one mast, two mast, that's yeah, when this becomes that. handy because you can't just be eliminated that way. You'd have to like still come in and shoot it. Yeah. Yeah. It's still a nice thing to have. Yep. Yeah, um, I, I think it's still a decent ship. Um, oh, I, I did want to mention uh, as sort of a segue into the whole Morningstar and Lazard part of it. There were two ships printed in Fire and Steel for listeners who are not aware. Uh, the Morningstar and the Lizard, which received, is it five or is it six versions each? I think it's six. I want to say it's six. Um, One for yeah. each of the major six factions. And- exactly. Like the story is, it starts out for the Morning Star. It English. starts out English, yeah. and then yeah. as it goes on, you can tell what happens to it. Yeah, it tells the story of the ship through the flavor text. Um, actually, I, I'd say why not read the flavor text of each of these because it's kind of interesting. I'll start, I guess, by reading just this one. The HMS Morning Star was launched by the Queen herself the very day war was declared on the French. So linking back into the canon war against France there. She's the newest ship of the line and expected to bring the English quick victory. Heh. Aside from that, though. Quick victory. Yeah. Not really, anyways. Um, so, aside from that. So with, the, with, with this, I do actually have to get going. I've got to take a few yeah. minutes to prepare for uh, my pirate session tonight. Um, yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, so thank you for having me. Enjoy yeah, the rest of the podcast. Here. Yeah. Thanks for joining yeah, us. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can bring you back you. for one of the uh, odd-numbered episodes. Yeah. That, that would be nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for being on. We love the info. All righty. So, thanks. Yeah. All right, see you around. Good night. Good night. Yeah. And then next, I believe, is you, Billy, for the Morningstar Le France. Okay. All right. Morningstar. French this time. All right. For 14 points, um, you get four masts. No, sorry. Five masts, four <laughs> cargo, base move L. Um, cannons are slightly different. You've got three S's at the bow and stern, but otherwise they're the same. 
And other ships do not block this ship's line of fire. This has showed up a couple times on French Fivers, and it's reasonably boring. Uh, flavor text. In a crushing blow to the English cause, the Morning Star was captured by French sailors in the Battle of uh, Casablanca. The newly reflagged ship taunted shore observers along the Gibraltar coast before setting out across the Atlantic. Fateful journey. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the French have at least one other five master with this ability that's considerably better. I think it's Les Superb. Yeah, I which, think so. Which has better gun ranks, and I think all L gun ranks as well. Yeah, they're all L range, yeah. and there's like a couple twos in there as well. Yeah, yeah. and I think and it has more cargo space too. Yeah, and even uh, I like, think it has about this. Yeah, yeah okay. Five. I'm sure it has five. Yeah, even in the same set, the Monique is probably slightly better than this Morning Star. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's kind of meh. As five masters go, it's not bad, but it's it's pretty average and lackluster. The French have better options. Yeah. From uh, a playing standpoint, the French definitely have better options, but if you're a collector, these are like things you definitely want to get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Unfortunately, all of the uh, the cheap ones disappeared off of eBay a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, darn. Meaning yeah. I lost my chance to get those. Yeah. Uh, so I'm... I'm actually, I found some stuff with the search function in regards to how the FNS LEs were distributed. From oh. the previews, it looked like um, like tournament pack kits, that sort of thing. But miniature trading has stopped working, so I can't get to the full threads yet. So, oh well. Uh, okay. Hopefully it'll start yeah. working. Don't reload yeah, bring your that digits. Back, uh, uh, bring that back up when, uh, when you get the thread open. Yeah, Do you want to start the Pirate Morningstar? Yeah, yeah, I was going to. Um, mm-hmm. This one... Uh, number 204, Pirate LE, Morning Star, 12 points, 5 mass, L move. Uh, cannons are 2S, 2S, and then 3S, 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 so they're better at the bow. And when this ship sinks another ship, you can repair one of this ship's mass. So it's an okay ability for a big gunship like this. Um, I think the cost is the main attraction here because it's, it's a budget option for the pirates. You get good cargo, solid cannons. I'd probably give it maybe Hammersmith and a Firepot Specialist, and then... I guess maybe be a hybrid a little bit, pick up a few coins possibly, or load it up with other specialists maybe. So I think for the cost, this is a this is a pretty solid deal overall. I agree with you. This is considering. I mean, the ability isn't anything super amazing. It'll be useful at the right time, but the guns are pretty good. The cargo space is very good. Uh, the base move is tolerable. It has space to accept a helmsman or a hammersmith or whatever. So you can speed it up a little bit, and it won't really hurt you. It's it's a very good, reliable, cheap ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your flavor text reads, Though battered while crossing the ocean in the battles and in the battles she found in the Caribbean, the Morning Star was always well-tended until she fell into the hands of pirates. We repair her with whatever is handy and using as little effort as possible. Mm-hmm. Thanks for so reminding me to read the... Yeah. the so the, she uh, went from a glorious ship of the line, very pretty, probably... All right, and now you're being held together with rough planks. And scotch tape. Yep, spit in a prayer. Mm-hmm. Although I don't usually do up. those at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> the next Morning Star is, I would say, possibly the best one of them. Uh, this oh, is the yes. Spanish version. This one is nine points. It is the cheapest five master in the game. Um, it's 
it's actually down there with the cheapest of the four masters eagle um hms whatever that is caledonia i think yeah. from south china seas um so funny enough you can't get four masters for any cheaper than five masters when it comes to the cheapest stuff uh anyway uh this one is actually in a really good ship it has six oh, cargo yeah. space s plus s move uh, 3S gun at the front, then the rest are 4S. Eliminate one of the ship's mass when she rolls a 1 on a cannon roll. Um, it's already a bad enough gunship that you're not gonna... It has too weak of guns to even really be used as a gunship. But when you look at the positive traits, it's gigantic for its size. You cannot get a ship any bigger than this for less than 10 points. It has a decent base move, and actually a pretty good one by 5 Master Standards, and great oh, yeah. cargo space. So it's a good, cheap, durable gold runner. But the Spanish have so many good gold running crew that if you just put a captain and a helmsman on this, you've got a super durable, fast gold runner. And one that's not even all that expensive. I, I'd say this is yeah. one of the most underrated gold runners in the game. Maybe, uh, maybe not. Um, I'd say. Okay. I'd say, I only say no because I've, had her used against me on Vassal so many times in like the past oh, year, yeah. including by Bill. So um, <laughs> I'm kind of sick of her, actually. I kind of find her overused, at least in Spanish fleets on Vassal. Everybody seems yeah. to use this against me um, for good yeah, reason. Yeah, this comboed with blood money is brutal. Yeah, and Dominic yeah. Frida. Dominic Frida with a helmsman is probably what I would do. Maybe explore Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the, the promo version of Dominic Frida, specifically the one with plus two to gold bonuses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, I'd still, I'd still rather put on the other regular version of uh, Freda. Explore in plus one spaces because now you're going around with. Uh, even if you put a helmsman on there, you're still sitting around with six cargo. Yeah, either either one would be great. So. I'm weird about sending a ship out with six cargo. It's like either I I can make it significantly faster by filling up that space a little bit and have enough space for one island, or I can expand it further and have seven or eight. I don't like operating with just six. That's a lot. If you have if you have Master yeah. Bianco in play, um, and you use Dominic Freda and Helmsman, having seven will allow you to hit two islands before running home. Yeah, you could hit two with six. I mean, you might find ones you don't really care about. So yeah, yeah you can, like yeah. leave it behind the worthless stuff and go for the good stuff. Yeah, that's true. Either um, way, six cargo is plenty to work with, so it's great. Either. Yeah. Uh, yep. uh, the flavor text for Yeah, okay, you're going to get there. All right. Okay, I can do it. When the pirate crew of the Morning Star were captured by the Spanish fleet, they were hung from the yardarm, after which the ship was sold to a merchant who ignored the captain's cries for new guns and provided clean new sails instead. Um, That's why she can't shoot anything. Criticism. I think hanged is the proper term here, not hung. I don't think it's hung, but... No, I'm pretty sure it's hanged. Yeah, it's kind of um, weird. Hung it, sounds better to me, but I think God made that I mean, point. In the case of lynching, you know, a hanging, okay. um, I'm pretty sure it is hanged. Wait, let me... Uh, I'm going to type into the Google. Yeah. Hanged. <laughs> Hopefully it'll work better than miniature trading. That's <laughs> anyway. All right. Um, All right, shall we move Webster, on to the next one? Yeah, sounds like it. Okay, so USS Morningstar is the American Morningstar, limited edition, of course. Uh, five master for 17 points, five cargo, SS move, two S cannon at the bow, the other four 
following are three S's, and when the ship is given an explore action, you can swap treasure on the Wild Island for a crew on any friendly ship. So we saw that earlier with the soul, and uh, this is Captain much Jack better Sparrow, than the soul. It's one of the best uh, abilities in the whole game. It's really broken, quite frankly. So this one is kind of like a really, really bizarre hybrid. Um, I, I used it in a fleet challenge fleet. I haven't really used it hardly at all in general. I'd mostly use it as a general gunship in a in a bigger game, but I guess if you wanted to use the UPS Universal Pirate Shipping Strategy with the Americans, that's how you can do it. Um, yeah. It's just kind of, it's really a strange ship overall, though. You could argue that this is the second best piece with this ability, with Jack Sparrow being the first. I, mean, yeah. I don't know where you'd put the Rising Sun. The Rising yeah. Sun is pirate, therefore his access to pirate crew and sack and whatnot, but yeah. is much smaller than this. I'd probably take this. And also, this has much more cargo than the Rising Sun. Yeah, but you don't always need it with that strategy, so probably take this for this for the sack option. Yeah, I've, yeah. the Americans in CG One uh, use this as like you know a last gasp effort <laughs> to try and like you know get themselves back into things. Yeah. Uh, and it worked a little bit because what we uh, what happened there was they would throw a treasure back to a ship at the home island that had one of their like eternal crew on it. Just take up like one point in one cargo space and whoop, alright, we're good. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> well, yeah. You I, I'd eventually say, got run over by the Spanish, but. Yeah, I'd say the. I want to find interesting things to do with this, like, because the Americans do have a gold bonus crew. Yeah, yeah. Like I the first version of Ralph David. Yeah, it might have been your greater than 10 challenge. I found a really weird fleet with this when I comboed it with the Frontier. And it was really, I don't even know what to say. I'd have to look at it to remember what I did, but it was really strange and kind of a weird, it wasn't like normal strategy with this ability. So, but overall, I'd say, I'd say the Rising Sun is better for the gimmick, but then USS Morningstar is better as a gunship, of course. And as a gunship. Or is like a better ship overall. Yeah. And it's well, quick, too, for maybe. a fiber at S plus S. Yeah, that's nice. Yep. I wish I had this just because I'm a fan of the Americans as a faction, but I'm <laughs> yeah. not actually sure I'd use it because. And this is one of those abilities that if you're going to use it, you're going to use it to its best. And I'd probably just rather have the Enterprise. Yep. That's a good yeah. point. There's nothing wrong with this ship, but it's it's sort of all over the place. It's not, it's not enough of being one thing for me to really want to use it. Again, yeah, though. Of, I, uh, yeah, like uh, I said, it's like, a, it's like a bizarre hybrid. It's an enigma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else I wanted to say real quick is all of these are, again, just pictures of deck plates. I've never seen any of the Morning Stars or the Lizards assembled. Yeah, Rep I think I saw one, uh, yeah. the Spanish one, uh, Repkaza. He's got that. Yep. And he's yeah. posted pictures a couple times in the battle reports of like, you know, oh, look, yeah. here's the Morning Star. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Hmm. Oh, and I forgot to read the flavor. I can do that. Uh, abandoned yeah. after she was accidentally beached on the Outer Banks. The Morning Star was recovered by an ambitious young crew of American sailors who offered themselves and their new ship to the United States. So, kind of generic, but got beached yeah. by, the, by the Spanish, I guess. Kind of it explains why it, why it went from Spanish to American. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I guess why it got better accurate accuracy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, I think we skipped over me, so I guess I'll just cover the first yeah. one. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, do the cursed one. All right, the very last uh, Morning Star, spelled as in you are in mourning. All right, cursed for 10 points. 
You get uh, five masts, three cargo spaces, base move S, all rank three S cannons. On the turn, the ship is pinned. Eliminate one crew from the enemy ship. Aye. Uh, yikes. I mean, it's sad that this is one of three five-masted ships the cursed have that are, like, you know, actually wooden sail. Uh, because this is really bad. This is arguably the worst uh, Morning Star out there. Possibly the worst five master ever. I mean, not even the point cost justifies using this because the cargo space isn't very good. It's terrible. The base move is really kind of bad for a fiver. Um, cannons are okay, and the ability is nice. But yeah. to take advantage of those, you have to be able to catch and ram into something. Which at a bit at a max speed of S plus S, you're probably not going to do unless it's a stationary target. Yeah. Huh. yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to argue that a little bit. Yeah, it's not horrible, but it's it's kind of kind of weak. I think that the cost makes it viable as like a numbers gunship, um, just captain helmsman, maybe oarsman, and then kind of just a suicidal attack ship type thing. So. Yeah. It's kind of weird. There's got to be some named crew that's useful on this. Like, at that's least cursed? one. Yeah, uh, among the cursed. Um, okay, maybe... Uh, well, actually, no, that's not even a good idea. Because you're wasting two cargo. I was thinking using, like, you know, uh, either original versions of uh, Tabitha McWarren or Cavendish uh, to bring on uh, Charles Richard from Savage Shores. Hmm. But that's two cargo spaces taken up, and you've only got three, so... Yeah. Yeah. With Captain Helmsman, um, you only have one cargo and five points left, so there's not a lot you can do with it. So I'd keep it. Simple. Yeah. Especially with the slow yeah. speed, you want to I'd optimize the skin maybe. player instead, for example. So. Yeah. yeah, I'd say maybe if you can figure out a way to get something for an extra action on board here, uh, bare bones. If uh, I don't, I think remember. El Phantasma from Rise of the Fiends, five points for same action twice in Eternal, and then a Captain and Helmsman, and you're done. Yeah, actually, I'd say that's a pretty decent combination overall, honestly. He's, wait, which one? He's seven, uh, I think, right? Rise of the Fiends, Elfan, I thought he was five, I could be wrong. Yeah, he's, he's seven, he's got fear as well. So. Ah, darn. Mm. Mm. There's got to be something out there, I can't think of what it is. Um, I think this is, it's not an exceptional ship, but you're still getting something that's pretty big, has an okay ability, even if it will struggle to use it at times, and has pretty reasonable armament. Yeah. So okay. now that we're done with those, some of the threads have loaded a bit, and uh, Burns talked about how the Fire and Steel limited editions are extremely rare, But and it says prize cards, 200 to 226, very spotted slash limited release. So, But they are terminate prize kits. I found that in a different thread back from 2008, a decade ago. And uh, so there were tournament prize kits that came out in different months of 2008 with different numbers and stuff. I can try to put a link. Um, and some of them, they had different numbers. So kind of like the Frozen North one, stuff like that. So the first one had cards numbers 202, 210, 214, 220, for example. So it's kind of just mm. a random prize kit distribution, basically. So, nice. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, and to round out the mornings, yeah? Yeah, did we read the flavor text on this one? I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Okay. I haven't forgotten. Yep. To round out the Morning Stars, uh, I guess by now, sad story. 
The American crew of the Morning Star were annihilated when excavations on Oak Island released a wave of terrible creatures mm. that consumed the sailors and took their place. Ooh, wow. So I don't know. I guess that's based on that, the Oak Island legends and whatnot, but... Is that the Oak Island money pit or something? Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. I don't know if either of you have seen that show at all, but The Curse of Oak Island is on uh, the History Channel, usually, like, November through February, something like that. And uh, hmm. it's interesting, but it's kind of one of those shows where, you know, they find... They seem to not find enough to keep the show going, so they have to, like, support it with, like, these... Like fake drama oddball, yeah like oddball theories and like crazy practices. oh stop <laughs> like crazy it with people. that history channel that's why i don't watch <laughs> yeah. that anymore yeah. it's it's kind of funny sometimes but you have to you have to kind of like not take it seriously so it's a it's an okay tv show for like i like that topic but i don't know the the, the seasons get worse and worse so it's it's pretty funny kind of as like a as a train wreck i guess at this point <laughs> Uh, yeah. So they might be, they do it in the summer in Nova Scotia, so they might be, maybe they were digging for gold on Oak Island today, maybe. <laughs> but. <laughs> All, All right. right. Let's see. Whose was up next? I'd be next um, if we skip Bill. I don't know what's, uh, I could do it if you want get back on track. Uh, yeah, why don't we just uh, get back on track yeah. and uh, well, have you start this one. Yeah, so the Lizard doesn't have a picture in the database, and I uploaded pictures from the set for the Royal Decrees, but I don't have the Lizard, so this is one of the few. I'm trying to think. I don't see any more from this set. So this might be... There's probably others, but this might be the only ship left that doesn't have a picture. Um, but the Lizard is a French One Master, limited edition as well, four points, three cargo, SS move, three S cannon, and this ship can't shoot when she carries treasure kind of infamous from the Banshee's Cry same ability. This is a very good one-masted sloop, either as an empty gold runner, maybe a helmsman. Um, I've seen her used with Maurice Aristide as part of the UPS fleets with uh, Captain Jack Sparrow, those really great competitive tournament oh, fleets. Yeah. So the Lizard overall is uh, is really great and flexible, mostly because of the cheap cost, solid speed, and good cargo. Mm-hmm. I mean... I don't think it's like an exceptional gold runner, but given what you're paying, it's a pretty good deal overall. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I think I'll read the flavor text on this one. Fast and agile, the Lazard gained respect by ensuring the safety of French ships sailing through the channel, but she gained infamy for the numerous times she sailed close enough to English ships for her crew to drop their pantaloons in salute. Yeah. That sounds like a very French thing to do. Yep. Any more things to say about the French Lizard? Nope. All right. Then I'll move on to uh, the English who get their revenge by renaming it the HMS Lizard. And I'm going to start with the flavor text this time. After being captured by an English ship posing as a French ship in distress, this ship would have been put to torch if England hadn't been desperately in need hadn't desperately needed more ships to patrol the Queen's coastline. Now, this one is five points, has two cargo, L-move, three L-gun. When the ship hits another another ship, you choose which mast is eliminated. Not nearly as good. Nope. Not at all. I'd say if it were four points, maybe. Yeah, it reminds me of the the crappy ones that we talked about last time with the Newport and the... the Yeah. Kind of like those, but slightly yeah. cheaper. Okay, if it were three points. Yeah, then it's, uh, 
It's still slow. Yeah, then it might be too cheap. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it'd be too cheap. I think um, oh, really? speed holds it back. I think S plus S speed at one cargo and three points would make it kind of a fun little option, like the Algeceros, but not as good. Yeah, agreed. All right. Ooh, the next. Moving one. on. Yeah. All right, lizard. And I'll start with the flavor text here as well. Given to the Americans by the English in return for vital information on the cursed, the lizard remained in European waters to carry American agents and diplomats wherever they were needed. So for nine points, you get two cargo spaces, S plus S base move, a 3L cannon, holdover from the English. Uh, however, you get a significantly better ability. Once per turn, one cruise ship with an S of this ship can't use its ability that turn. Ooh, boy. Canceling. Yeah, I'm going to say... Uh, if you have a cargo master in play, this thing will have three cargo, and you can use it as a gold runner if you want. Uh, maybe put a, an oarsman aboard, or of course, use her ability instead. Yeah, I'd just use her ability instead and then group yeah, this up too. with like you know a group of cancelers. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather use the Hessian with a helmsman for gold running. It's almost the same thing, but with double the cargo. So, but yeah, yeah. American, the Americans got a lot of cancelers between these and then the Ghost Walker. And uh, obviously TNT, we talked about him briefly earlier. So I think they got the most overall cancelers. I think they have five, I want to say. And I partly know that because I tried to optimize their fleet in Vassal Campaign Game 3, where the Lizard was part of a canceling squadron um, that was pretty devastating, especially late in the game. So the Lizard gives oh, yeah. them nice, you know, canceling numbers ship. So not durable, but canceling is fantastic, especially in those big games. So this one I, I like a lot. I did just come up with another idea for how to possibly use this. Um, Captain Shipwright Oarsman and then tow Minuteman and uh. use a cargo master to get uh, the Barbary Coast version of Diamond Nelson Turner onto the Minuteman. Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> So double canceling, uh, pretty good firepower, and in theory, some survivability. Not a lot, but you know. Nice. That's pretty cool, actually. All Indeed. Right. And then if if they shot at you with L range cans to get around the canceling, the Minuteman has LL range with some of the cannons, so you'd still mm -hmm. be able to hit them either way with the Minuteman. That's cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, uh, who's next? Yeah, that's me. Sorry, I messed up. Okay. okay. Um, oh, this will be fun. Flavor text is incomplete. This is the Lagarto, Spanish one master, with warrants from both the Spanish, the English, and the French, accusing the ship's American officers of espionage. They had little choice but to sell the Lagarto to Spain at an extreme loss. After which, the Spanish enjoyed smuggling the Americans to safety in their ow. <laughs> ow. <laughs> Presumably, it ow. said own ship. Yeah. But in in their ow. Ah. In there. Yeah, Ow! I'm going to stop typing this. I just hurt my finger. I know. <laughs> well, I would. I guess that's appropriate. I think Ow would be a good description for this ship. So it's a one yeah. master, seven points, three cargo, L move, three S cannon, and once per turn, she can randomly take one treasure from any ship she touches. So the filching gold keyword. And yeah, Ow is somewhat appropriate because it's pretty much another lackluster lane. It's terrible. Slow, very slow uh, sloop. So it's terrible. Yeah. I think yeah, it, it is. I think double the speed and you got an interesting ship. But yeah, yeah, L plus L, if, that'd be interesting. If, if it were L plus L, that would be interesting. But as is, it's it's bad. Yep. Ow. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. 
Uh, the next one up, Sea Lizard, the pirate ship. Stolen while she was docked at the Canary Islands, the Sea Lizard was rechristened by her new pirate crew on the African coast while they equipped her with a new massive cannon. <laughs> Speaking of which, um, this is a six-pointer, three cargo, L-move, three L-gun. This ship eliminates two masts with one hit. Um, what I want to do with this is Captain Helmsman double shot. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Or, or wait, is it possible to, uh, how does this ability interact with some other equipment? It doesn't for the most part. It doesn't? Because it's masked. Well, outside of double shot, not really. Yeah. Hmm. You can't double up on fire, so. Uh, and I wonder yeah. if so using this with double shot would be a handy way to get more bang for your buck, kind of literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but I'd go with something that has this ability on a much bigger ship. I would too. I'm. I just like the idea of uh, showing up with the one master that mows down four masts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Massive cannon. Yeah. Is it on the deck? I'm trying to. I can't zoom in on the picture. I don't know if that's the cannon where the mast would be. I don't know. I can't really. It looks kind of weird. The artwork on the yeah. Mask, but I can't tell if it's supposed to be that cannon or not. I don't I think so. I, maybe, but. Honestly, like a, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it looks like a concrete slab where the mast is supposed to be. But yeah, anyway. maybe it really is concrete. Yeah. Being a person, it. might actually. Well, I think the, make... I think they have that on all of them. Oh, I see now. Yeah, good point. Oh yeah, it does. You're right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. I'm trying to make a few customs based on historical giant cannons. I don't know if you guys have heard of the Mons Meg or the Sar cannon, but. It's pretty wacky. I've heard of the Tsar cannon, but... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How, is that going to destroy five masks with one hit? <laughs> no, I think I did three, and it can only be used on land. Something similar to that. So. I was like, if, yeah. this, if this ship uh, hits another ship, sink that ship. Yeah. <laughs> then remove this cannon. <laughs> yeah. It'd be you must roll a seven to hit. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I think I did have some weird thing, like 5LL, something like that. I'll try to look it up right now, I guess. See if I can load mm -hmm. it. Anyway. All right. In the meantime, uh, we shall move on to the lizard sting. Or is that you, God? Is that me? No, I I did the sea lizard. You're oh, up. Oh, okay, so me. All right, we'll go with the flavor text first. As he was thrown overboard to the deep, a gypsy merchant laid a curse upon the lizard sting that quickly led her and her crew to their doom, then brought them back, denied death until they find the gypsy's denied death until they find the gypsy's corpse and return it to his family. Well, that's rather vengeful. Appropriate, though. Alright, so for six points, you are cursed, you've got one mast, base move S plus S, three cargo, and you've got a nice 2S cannon. And I think this is the most accurate uh, lizard ship there is. Mm -hmm. uh, and two hits from the same shoot action are required to eliminate one of this ship's masts. Uh, handy on anything but a one master. Exactly. Uh, this I, it's got a nice cannon, so you could you know Captain Helmsman, and then you know one of the other equipments, uh, like you know the exploding shot, fire shot, anything like that. Uh, nice little support backline gunship kind of thing, yeah. or just you know keep it in the card and say, "Ooh, look what I have." Or do an empty gold runner with a tiny bit. Oh, of yeah, that's another ability. option too. Yeah, I think this is actually one of the better cursed ships, just because of the. Overall, I mean, the cargo speed cannon are all solid, good ability. So, 
not great, but I don't know. I think for the curse, it's pretty solid, and uh, ship with different options. Maybe even captain and keep the cargo spaces open. So I like it a lot. Okay. Indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it looks like we've got a bunch of clones of the equipment from earlier. Yeah. Are there any of these that have any differences? Yeah, they uh, yes, actually. They kill themselves, basically. <laughs> so, for example... Now, all equipments, you know, roll the one, you lose the equipment, but yeah. the point costs um, are the big differences. And the ones where that's a thing are exploding shot. This version of exploding shot is one point, not three. I'm pretty sure that if... Uh, if the previous version had a retcon to price, this one should too. No, no, it's different. After using exploding shot, remove it from the game. That's what I was saying earlier. Oh, oh I was okay. To interrupt. <laughs> They're all like, oh, that's, I didn't that's know what that. I was saying. So they all say, after using blah, 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 shot, remove it from the game. So these are all just one shots. And as a result, I would say the exploding shot is the only one worth using. Because the other ones might as well just use the one that stays on the ship. So. Uh, okay, I see. So these are just one-offs instead. Yeah. So so the exploding shot here, the discount matters because you can get the benefit, um, but only once. So if you only had one point left to spend, you could try it, but all the other ones the are The rest totally... are pointless. Yeah, exactly. You know, even Smokepot Shot takes itself out, so... Yeah, hard. that's pointless. Yeah. And Stinkpot um, Shot takes itself out, but cancels out target crew abilities on this turn. Which is different from the from the regular one. Oh, uh, I remember that from the rules thread. That led to some complicated Major confusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up are the zero point treasure coins. Now, I I want to say this is one of those things that we can bring up again later in the uh, in the in depth episode where we talk about some of the more interesting things that haven't received enough attention. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but uh, yeah, it's zero point coin cards are really strange because they come with two coins that have a zero printed on them. So in theory, if you had enough, if you're playing a forty point game, you could put an eight point coin in play, a seven point coin, and then six zero point coins. Um, there are some weird things you can do where I think value boosters still work on these. So. I'm sure there's a way you can more or less play around with them so they're actually worth something, but... Uh, yeah. Even the Carbon Charlie, they count as a treasure, yeah. but they just don't have a That's value. True. Yeah. That's true, but at the same time, you're leaving all the value out there elsewhere, possibly for your opponent to find. Yeah. Yeah. There was a really weird situation with where Xerox and I played a game on Vassal. Oh, uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I forgot the setup rules, but basically... It was, we, it was the on, Fire and Steel anniversary game. Okay, yeah. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. So basically, we only put zeros into the distribution, both of us. So there was no gold, except for level <laughs> 7. So, so he won. Yeah, I put in like a five zeros and one seven or something like that. And then I found the seven. <laughs> yeah. I was annoyed because I thought they would all be zeros, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> Lost on that. <laughs> but yeah, that's an idea I had been wanting to try for a while. I want to do it in a physical game against, like, new players, because they might trust me with, like, the treasure distribution, <laughs> and then I could totally turn it around and have all zeros, and then they're just, like, super confused, and then I'd sit there with, like, a plus two gold ability and just, like, farm it. <laughs> but, oh, man. And then have people that don't want to play again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. now it's, I think I only have three 
zeros, I think, maybe four. I did actually get a treasure card for a decent price from the UK um, a few years ago. I think it's the 220, I believe. But um, other than that, you have to get the American Cargo Master from Savage Shores, which only has one zero per card, I believe. But it's a slightly yeah. cheaper way of getting them, but you have to board Cargo Masters to get a bunch of zeros. So. Yeah, which is really annoying because those are already rare enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Should I start Raptor Maw or do you want to? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay. Go ahead with Raptor Maw. All right. Raptor Maw is, if some people remember from the Rise of the Fiends review, a limited edition piece that was delayed it was taken out of rise of the fiends we're not really sure why and then delayed until fire and steel now if you know something about this piece's distribution uh, tell me in a sec after we talk stats this version of raptor ma is i think the best sea dragon in the game it comes in at 16 points uh it's guns if you will are 2s and then the rest are 3s and then once per turn, when the sea monster hits an enemy ship, also eliminate one crew from that ship. So good ability, lowest cost, and reasonable armament. Um, I think it's the best of all the sea dragons. The sea dragons are flawed, but you can see how to make them effective by checking out some of my pesky flappy thing fleet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Ben, what do you know about Raptor Maw's distribution? Uh, not enough. I usually have to look it up to, to remember. I'm actually, it's funny because I'm actually looking at some threads right now, actually. I got them to load. I had to change the URL, or at least part of the URL. So, um, yeah, so Old Man actually posted March 31st, 2008, before Fire and Seal was even released. And he said he got a Raptor Maw. Last weekend was a tournament in Germany, and each player got the card. So... Anyway, oh, those lucky people. <laughs> I know, super lucky before the set even came out. So that's pretty cool. But and yeah, I'm seeing um, some other threads about the about the various LEs. And old man also said in March before April 2008, there is an LE set for fire and steel as a prize support pack. So yeah, and then they're they're sending to the them to the stores for prizes, not in the whole cases as they did in the past. So. Anyway, and I'll bring up the Wikipedia soon, too, to see if I can get any more info. But Raptor Maw, I guess I agree. I do like Angelica Cargo Wrecking, but Raptor Maw's cost does make it pretty attractive, I suppose. I kind of wish some of the three S's were three L's, though. A little bit limited as a dragon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think mm, the range doesn't matter because since it's a sea dragon, you can put it down exactly where it needs to be. That's a good point. Then ships are going to move away from it once you do, so I still like vector range. Yeah, but honestly, you shouldn't be using this without uh, the ability to give it the extra actions it needs to attack on the turn it arrives, because otherwise yeah. you're putting down a very expensive, very vulnerable unit in close proximity to an enemy. It doesn't matter if they're not the type to fight. You're still kind of putting your well, one of your most expensive pieces at risk if you don't, you know, gimp them immediately by uh, using an extra action to move and attack in the same turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really the crux of the problem with sea dragons. Yep. Yep. Anyway. I wish this um, thing wasn't so darn rare so I could get one. 
I somehow really, really got lucky and uh, got one for like thirty bucks off of eBay. Um, I've seen, I've seen uh, these go for like seventy-five or eighty bucks. Um, yeah. I just put in a bid for like thirty bucks on an auction. I saw and I'm like, no, I'm not going to win it. And then I came back to eBay and it said you won, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> but it was way, and it showed up in my mailbox not long after. Nice. So that was neat. There was um, a dude on eBay who was like selling like knockoffs of these things. Like, yeah, he'd like gotten like some cardboard and like printed the and like printed or yeah. used stickers to put them on them. He was like selling them for like ten bucks or something. Yeah, he was selling like replicas of them that he was specifically saying were not real. He said they're just replicas. And honestly, I'd uh, to be honest, I think people should do that. If you want a cheap raptor mouth, find the guy selling replicas on eBay. I think it's uh, a, I think I think it's a waste of money for a fake. To be honest, I'd rather just use a proxy or make my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah make my own. Yeah, exactly. Angelica and Shalbala are common enough since they're from Ocean's Edge. You could make your own. Yeah, exactly. Eh, people on eBay think uh, those two are worth a lot more than they actually are. Yeah, yeah. All right, moving um, on, shall we? We shall. All right, the Chum Maker. Uh, the mail away ship from Fire and Steel. Uh, if you uh, found one of the Chum Maker story inserts in your pack and you send the pack and the wrapper and the receipt and, you know, everything else about you to WizKids, they would send you a Chum Maker. social security number. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but, you know, yeah. All right. So uh, the gallery picture doesn't really show it, but she's shiny in places uh, like along her mask, the spars. Uh, the scorpion blade is uh, nice and shiny silver, kind of like the um, skin flare back up there, the, uh, the super rare. So, for 17 points, you get three cargo spaces. Uh, S plus S base move, 3S, 3L, 3S. She's a scorpion. And if this ship succeeds at a boarding party, choose two of the following. Eliminate a crew, take a treasure, or eliminate a mast. So this has some potential to be a very effective scorpion ship. Mm-hmm. Um... I've actually used this ship in a small game. Um, I like the ship, but when you use it, you realize just how flawed the Scorpions really are because their guns are nowhere near the front. They have weird firing arcs. So you have to sort of come in almost at sort of a broadsides-like angle to use the blade and the guns in the same turn which is pretty irritating, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it only has one L-range gun, and, and they're all rank back. three. Yeah. And they're all rank three. Uh, so it's nearly impossible to use both the blade and all the guns in one turn. It's not exceptionally fast. It doesn't have a lot of cargo. It's really very expensive for a three-master. Uh, I do like the ability. Uh, ben, as far as I know, believes that it's somewhat overpriced as an ability, I think this ship is cool in concept, but should be cheaper. Yeah. Um, I agree. What do you think yeah. about 14 points? Eh, sorry. Right. <laughs> I don't really like just it either way. I don't know, um, I think 12 or 13 would be okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I'd, right. I'd take a 12. Um, I used it with the... Uh, I used this in a game with, I think it's Sammy the Skull from Davy Jones' Curse, a Helmsman, and maybe a Cannoneer or something. 
Um, unfortunately, because it's a small ship, I ended up losing it, which meant that since I play 40-point games, that was basically half my fleet gone. Mm-hmm. So it's just too expensive. It's not quite effective enough. It's a really cool ship, but it's more of a novelty than anything else. Yeah, yeah I think it looks yeah. cool, but it's not it's not very good at all. I don't like yeah, the Yeah, it looks cool. Um, you can't board with the blade, right? So you have to ram too. I think um, you can. Okay, sorry, that's my bad then. Let me peek through. I'm not I sure. I think you can. I'm not saying you can. Okay, I'll look it up then. Uh, uh, yep, target is now pinned and can be boarded, so you're right. I'm wrong. So that, okay, that makes the ability slightly better, I guess, for this ship type, but still overcosted by a, bunch, a handful of points. So, yeah. I like it. I still rather use the Bloody Blade. I think that one's the best Scorpion, so. Yeah, I'm not a fan, mm-hmm. really. Um, but of course, scorpions are ships I like anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is fun. Getting into the historical stuff. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. One last uh, just... point about the Chum Maker. Um, yeah. I think the scorpion keyword has it somewhere that you can't ram a ship and then scorpion them in the same turn. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. I really it don't like that. Um, I wish that you could combine... Um, I think it's Crusher is the Pirate Scorpion. I really wish you could combine um, Captain Jack Hawkins from Spanish Main, his ability, and immediately eliminate a crew, but unfortunately that's not how that works. I just kind of house rule it whenever I do Scorpions. Like, you know, yeah, you can ram and Scorpion in the same turn. I don't care. It's more fun. And it makes them worth using. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Chumaker, yeah, looks cool, feels cool because it's printed slightly differently, uh, but yeah. does not exactly perform up to the hype around it. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. So the next uh, bunch is numbered in the four hundred. So these are these are um, the historical pirate weird. pack. Yeah, OBS Studio might be weird right now. It says it's still recording. Uh, mm-hmm. weird. Uh oh. Okay, it says reconnection successful, so I'm gonna keep going for now at least. Um, so anyway, I think the, the, I think the Facebook stream has stopped though. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll restart. Okay. All right. Yeah, um, it seems okay to me. Do you mind if I talk context while you troubleshoot? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Okay. So as far as I know, this historical pack, which had let's see. Two, three, four. It had four ships in it and four crew. Um, all of them three-masted jibs and all of them historical crew and their associated ships. As far as I know, these were distributed at conventions for a short period of time. Um, all four ships and all four crew are in the same pack. I can confirm that because I managed to get one off of eBay for a pretty decent price earlier this year. However, they've gotten very rare in recent years, and I think I've seen them sell all together for upwards of $100. They're not yeah. necessarily exceptional pieces, but they are pretty interesting. Hello. And we'll start off, I think, uh, Ben, are you available? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I can't all right. what's Over- going on. But, all right. Right. We're almost done anyway, so... Yep. Um, yeah, we're almost done anyways. Yeah, this one I, we, I liked a lot. We talked about it briefly on an episode somebody asked about historical stuff and this is one of the rare cases where it was actually did that which is nice but the first combo is the royal rover with bartholomew roberts 
So, Royal Rover is a three-masted pirate ship with the jib, LE number 400, 12 points, sport cargo, L-move, cannons are 3S, 2S, 3S, and if this ship wins a boarding party, she can take as much treasure from the from that ship as she can carry. So, I got the boarding ability, which is nice. And I'll just do Bartholomew Roberts, too. He's a six-point pirate-named crew, captain, loyal pirate, and after looking at treasure on a wild island, you can trade any one treasure from that island for a random treasure on any other wild island. Load to trade treasure. Link to the Royal Rover. So it's a decent combo. Make the ship a hybrid, I suppose, with a Hansman and Bartholomew Roberts, like Bart. And uh, I like my But he's making a lot of noise. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm typing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like It's my actually pretty loud on this end from what I can hear. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, I had to move the mic. Yeah. I like uh, I like my custom version of Black Bart Roberts better because he's you know more accurate and he's extremely successful pirate, ridiculous really uh, to read about. But as a combo, this works decently. I guess the Royal Rover could have S plus S speed and it would be a bit better of a combo. The link works. Um, the tr island trading, island treasure trading isn't worth three points. Maybe two would be better, but it's still a decent combo for me. I'm more happy to see historical stuff in the game than I care about the stats, so it's a little a bit underpowered for how good they were historically, but it's still nice to see them in the game overall. Yeah, it's, I mean, with Royal Rover, I think it's, if you will, sort of a Le Decharge problem in that she doesn't really have what she needs to use her ability. Um, Bartholomew Roberts is a little bit overpriced. I like them both, but I don't see myself using either of them. Anything from you? Uh, nope, not really. No. All right, I'll uh, I'll do the fun one then. These are not themed after the uh, fourth Pirates film. This is Queen Anne's Revenge and Blackbeard. Queen Anne's Revenge is twelve points as well. Four cargo, SS move, three S, three L, three S guns. This ship can dock at an enemy home island. Load one treasure if able. She must leave on your next turn. Her link is to Blackbeard who is a captain with the loyal pirate keyword and uh, the crew ransom, meaning when she wins a boarding party, you can capture a crew and turn it in for gold value at your home island. Um, I believe the pirates got a better version of this crew in the form of Bonnie Peel in Davy Jones' Curse, yeah, who's eight points instead of ten. Uh, this is in line with what WizKids originally costed the ability for Arush Barbarossa and Dragon Eyes in Barbary Coast and South China Seas. Um, I don't think the link is worth the extra two points, to be honest. Um, I'm going to say if you really want to use this crew, you're going to use Bonnie Peel instead. And Queen Anne's Revenge is a decent ship for 12 points, but I'm pretty sure the Pirates have have uh, significantly home island raiders both in this point cost and around this size. Yeah. Yep. And their combination is neat, but nothing especially good. Anyone else have something to say? Yeah, I think uh, it's okay. I like the ship better than the crew for the most part in terms of yeah. play, playability, but... yeah. If you use them together, you're running a high risk of Blackbeard being killed. So, yeah, definitely. All right, uh, Zarex, do you want to start? Amity? Yeah, Amity and Thomas too. All right, uh, the Amity uh, for ten points, you get a three-masted ship with five cargo, base move L, three S, three S, three S. 
And this ship carries no cargo. She gets plus to her base move. Hmm. Not bad. Thomas Q, loyal uh, captain, loyal pirate. Once per turn, if this ship is touching another ship, reveal all treasure aboard the other ship. This ship can take as much unique treasure from the other ship as she can bury, even those that otherwise can't be removed. And he is seven points. Hmm. Okay, so he's seven because of captain. Okay, that's why. Uh, not bad, um, I guess. I like the Amity more a little bit. Uh, I'd probably just run her empty as like a reasonably expensive pirate runner. Uh, S plus L is quick enough to get to islands. Um, although I wish she was like, you know, like S plus S base move to begin with, and then I could still put a helmsman on her to get her to go triple S. My thoughts. Yeah. Amity is, uh, that's the name of another ship, isn't it? Yeah. A three master from uh, Crimson Coast has ghost ship yeah. and three uh, S base move, but yeah, only which four is, Yeah, which is I think actually a very good ship. Um, expensive, like but a uh, pretty good gold runner. Um, honestly, I don't like this version. I don't like Amity this version uh, all that much because I look at her and I think Adventure from Crimson Coast or uh, Revolution, one of the two. Uh, which is pretty close to identical, but I think is one point cheaper, uh, same base move, same if not slightly better guns, and I think a better ability, or maybe not. Are you um, thinking about the Hades plane? No, I'm thinking of... No, this version of Amity compared to Adventure from Crimson Coast. Ah, okay. They're very similar, but I'm pretty sure Adventure is overall the better ship. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so... You know, given the choice between the two, I'd take Adventure. Uh, to me, Thomas, too, is the more interesting crew because he combines Captain and the unique treasure-stealing ability. I think, you know, I think that would be interesting if you do... If you want to use that ability, why not combine it with a Captain, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yep. And then you save a cargo space in case you're taking any UTs that take up space. Exactly. And because he's pirate, you can put him on basically every one of the game's best ships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'll finish up here. Um, hopefully the stream is coming back eventually. Um, yeah. So uh, Minerva is number 406, pirate LE, three master, nine points, three cargo, SS speed. Cannons are 3S, 2S, 3S. And once per turn, when this ship hits an enemy ship, also eliminate one crew from that ship. And then link to Christopher Moody who is an eight-point pirate named Captain. So Captain, keyword, loyal pirate. And the massacre ability, if the ship succeeds the boarding party, she can eliminate all the other ship's crew. So I think that could be... Well, five points okay for that, I guess. But um, it doesn't really make a lot of sense on the Minerva, because you'll probably want a Helmsman as well. So eight and nine points isn't really good yeah. well on the ship. Um, the Minerva is a decent pirate uh, mid-size option for a gunship. Um, I'd probably do Captain Helmsman... Maybe a firepot specialist or something extra. Um, but Moody I would probably use on a 5-master or or even a 10-master. Um, so they don't work well together, but both pieces are playable, so the Minerva is better. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. They're, they're both good, but they're not good together. Um, sort of like the Disney Pirates universe and this Pirates universe. Um <laughs> Um, I kind of wonder, actually, how much better the game would be balanced if Disney Pirates was never released. Well, but you'd have I'd no like... Endeavor and Black Pearl, but... 
But I still have overpowered Spanish stuff. And you'd still have Micron. (laughs) Banshees cry. Yeah. Not all that much better. Uh, Well, I mean, there'd be no Chris Captain Jack or High Pang. Yeah, there'd be no regular Captain Jack Sparrow, and therefore no UPS. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least not UPS as we know it. Yeah. Someone, Darren might still have figured out the combo, but he might have used, like, the Rising Sun. Yeah, it might have been less effective, but it still, it would still have existed. Yeah. Um, then again, the Parley keyword might not have been introduced. Either way, we're not talking about Disney because this is the Fire and Seal set review, and it is basically done. Does anybody else have stuff to add? Yeah, the, uh, real quick, the Mons Meg, my custom equipment right now is a five-point uh, cannon. It's kind of similar to a Marine. It has LL range, rank 5, and eliminates three masks with one hit and can sink ships with the mass elimination. <laughs> so that's my weird custom based on Mons Meg. And I might have to make one for Zar Cannon as well. We'll see. I'd probably give it Loyal England or something too. But, it... uh-huh. but what's, even, cool. what's even more exciting than that is the Obago Deuce, which is collector's oh, yeah. PO8. Oh, yeah, way um, back at the Obago beginning. Deuce. Yeah. So this one is a really bizarre ship. There's supposedly only around 30 known copies that exist. Um, Well, 29. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) And uh, because one may have been burned in a in a house fire potentially. Um, Like more than one. Didn't the guy like who had that say he had like four of these things that were in there? Yeah, at least two. But I don't know. It's it's pretty dubious. Um, It's kind of funny to read the thread to say the least. But anyway. and uh, the PDX Yard Group, the Portland Group, has, assuming they still have them, they have either 13 or 17 of them or somewhere around there, around half of the ones that were, you know, you know, circulated, so to speak. So this one, the picture is from Lord Stew, a former member at Miniature Trading and Board Game Geek, and he took a picture once he constructed his own copy. It's actually a really pretty ship. Um, oh, yeah. an alternate version of the Obago, but the hull is really unique and pretty cool be honest but the ship itself the is sails are less busy than the obago yeah exactly mm. yeah less crazy but the whole i like a lot um the ship itself is pretty pretty extremely boring actually mm. um it's labeled it as as an se special edition but it's really a lot more rare than that 13 points for a four master gets you four cargo l move all four cannons are 3s and the ship gets plus one to reporting rolls so as boring as it gets it's really just a collector's novelty yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it looks a lot to me based on the uh, well. It's not flavor text. It was uh, you know the promotional text on the back. Really, mm-hmm. it looks to me like they intended to give it out at either conventions or at um, at game stores for free, or yeah. you know giveaway of purchase. Um, sort of like how the Flying Dutchman was circulated in the Disney set. Yeah. 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 The Wicked. I mean. Yeah. The Wikipedia page entry for it says this extremely rare ship was scheduled to be a late year promo for in-store handout, but was only distributed in very limited quantities to employees and convention helper privateers. Some have made their way out into the resellers market. About 30 are known to exist. Moreover, are assumed to have been printed. It was the rarest produced ship in the series. So. I'm guessing that that you know they printed boxes upon boxes of them, and then they gave them out a few, and then when WizKids went under, they just got thrown out. Yeah, that's my guess. What would which be, is a shame. Yeah, what would be even crazier is if somebody <laughs> discovered a hoard and then posted them one by one on eBay. They went for like a oh, one, one by so one much would be money. Cool. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, that would be cool. that'd be horrible. 
Um, <laughs> if somebody did find a horde of these, like found 500 and just put them up, you know, one at a time, yeah. or no, not one at a time, just like put them all up at once, then how fast would you, do you think they'd sell? That'd be quick. I mean, they're not very good chips. Yeah. Well, who, if um, you, outside of collectors, who'd want to buy them? Yeah, I would. Uh, no. Okay, uh, fair enough. I, I mean, I would. Um, uh, the original Obego is better, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for oh, motion yeah. size. No arguing that. Um, at, at some point, I might work on a sort of uh, known locations thread. Um, I know that a few miniature trading members own them. Um, basically, I want to figure out just how many copies still exist, um, who has them, and whether or not they're punched. Old man um, probably has two. 